And the raw the laws that we have in place, like the rules that we all agree on, are like don't threaten people, don't dox people, allow for discourse, allow for right. people to agree or disagree, even if they say the nuttiest shit. Like Trump was appointed by Jesus, yeah. and yeah, he, he will now be president forever when Jesus returns. But I think what's he, gonna happen is there'll be places where people are gonna say that. Like I do I do think that what's gonna happen YouTube is this big, big platform right but i i do think you yes, have other platforms platform. like rumble you do, and like odyssey just, and they're just never going to be as big as youtube but i think you know rumble's got what 60 million people on there it's not small no rumble's really right? growing. they're growing huge and, and so they're it, signing yeah. people too they're yeah. signing people to go over to rumble I which think, makes sense yeah. and the raw the laws million. that we have in place like the rules that we all agree 60 million people on rumble Ugh. my hair looks weird today hmm. 60 million people on Rumble. Uh, and I, I dare say, Joe Rogan gets it. He understands it, as is reflected in the uh, terms of service, the free speech policy that Robert Barnes and I drafted, crafted, meticulously massaged into the wonderful, uh, I, I call it a work in progress that it is. Um, people should be able to say nutty SH asterisk T. To the extent it doesn't break the law, to the extent it doesn't harass, threaten, or immediately incite predictable violence. Uh, you know, there's some pretty, pretty hefty Supreme Court precedent coming out of the United States. True threat, direct threat, otherwise, First Amendment. Situation gets a little slippery slopier up in Canada. And, uh, you know, it's sort of the good segue into the subject matter of today's stream. First of all, we are on slow mode. And we're on subscriber mode. If there are people out there hell-bent on uh, trolling, sabotaging the, the chat or attempting to, you're going to have to subscribe and wait five minutes. If there's any spamming, however, or what I consider to be actual threats that I can see in the chat, that's my line that's drawn in the sand. Sex bots get blocked. And we're pretty good in the chat. We have a good, respectful community. But today's stream... I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious because people are in the chat joking. CSIS are watching. That's Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Something along those lines. I have no doubt CSIS is watching today. No doubt. I have no doubt they've probably been watching since the Ottawa convoy. Maybe even before. Uh, maybe even before because, you know, when when you start talking about certain things, when you have Alex Jones on a channel, when you... When you don't limit yourself to the social pressure of guilt by association to five degrees, where if you end up shaking hands with big bad Jeremy McKenzie, you need to go out and publicly renounce racism and violence. Oh, we'll get into it. But I have no doubt that I have been listened to, maybe even watched by Canadian authorities. If for nothing else than documenting reality and sensitizing people to the fact that we, as a people, have been, are being, and will continue to be lied to by the media, by the government in real time. And but for having a six-hour live stream on the streets of Ottawa, people would think that the Ottawa protests were littered with Yahtzee flags, Confederate flags, people desecrating monuments. And there are people who are out there that still believe that. Paranoid much. Dude, dude, paranoia, it's, it's not just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people are not following you. doesn't mean people are not listening to you. Um, 
And now I'm going to have on Jeremy McKenzie, Mr. Diagonal, Mr. Uh, what do they call him? I- ideologically motivated violent extremism. We're going to break that down when we talk to Jeremy. But Jeremy is the founder of a fictional country led by a, 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 a goat statue uh, called Diagalon, which started off, from what I understand, but we'll flesh it out, as an internet joke in Jeremy's community, because he also happens to be a sit-down comic, as he says on Instagram. Diagalon was referenced multiple times by the Canadian Parliament when deciding to invoke the Emergencies Act. Uh, the version 2.0 of the War Measures Act, which had only been invoked once in the history of Canada, maybe twice, there might have been something in the 1800s, once by Justin Trudeau's father during the FLQ crisis. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's the Front Libération de Québec, where they were actually kidnapping and killing politicians, actually setting off bombs in mailboxes. They invoked it then. And Trudeau's father, abused of that, I think arguably but probably correct invocation of the Emergencies Act, but went on to abuse it. Not quite as much as his father, his son, who had absolutely no basis in law or fact to invoke it, but whatever. Diaglon makes its way through Parliament, a meme that is now serving as the basis to invoke the Emergencies Act. And it's resurfaced again recently because Jeremy McKenzie, the founder, went apparently trolled Pierre Poilievre by shaking his hand, getting a picture, putting it on social media. And now the, no one other, none other than, than Jugmeet Singh, who himself has been in photos and videos with actual separatists who have actually engaged in actual big T rhymes with schmerism, is now condemning Pierre Poilievre, asking him to denounce the fact that he took a picture with a guy who founded what by all accounts, even the anti-hate.ca is a fictional meme internet joke that made its way to parliament and what better way to protect your ego when you get caught buying into an idiotic joke you got to make it real afterwards ego above all else when you are caught being stupid make it true so that you're no longer stupid for having been caught buying into something absolutely stupid all right that's my intro uh i'm gonna read some super chats and then give the standard disclaimer jeremy i look forward to meeting you and james on friday I can tell you all about the S show EMS in Nova Scotia right now. It's much worse than you think. I don't know. Oh, the shit show. Okay. I don't know what that means. And uh, Julia Mora, always love your streams, David. Thank you for interviewing Jer Hugs. Thank you. Uh, standard disclaimers, no medical advice, no legal advice, no election fortification advice, no guilt by association. But by the way, I told Jeremy this uh, when I spoke with him earlier this week to make sure that we were going to do this. I'm not going to pussyfoot around the issues. I'm not going to spare him the negative uh, stories that are out there. We're going to talk about it. I understand he's having some legal issues. And I'm going to ask the questions, and it's going to be up to Jeremy's better discretion. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing to answer and probably answer truthfully because I have no doubt some people are going to be watching this trying to catch Jeremy in a lie, trying to catch Jeremy in some form of perjury. Um. So Jeremy's a big boy and I'm not, this is not promotion. This is not outright condemnation. This is going to be exploration. And if Jeremy and Diagonal are in fact, ideologically motivated, violent extremists, this video, like the 50 hours of live streaming I did during Ottawa will be on the internet forever. 
I'm not sure what kind of shirt you're wearing. Is that red? Damn it. You know, I forgot to put my merch shirt on. Doesn't matter. Okay, with that said, I think Jeremy's been waiting patiently in the backdrop for long enough. <laughs> Jeremy, get ready. Ceases, get ready. <laughs> what are you doing, sir? How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. It was a great opening statement. Um, you sound like a lawyer. I, I am a lawyer, which means that I'm, I'm I'm somewhat more judicious with my words, even when I get angry. I think that's going to be one of the morals of this story that we're going to get into mm. at uh, you know later on. I need uh, to work on that. I need to. Well, yeah, we, 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 learn, <laughs> we learn through our mistakes. Or I should say we learn from the mistakes of others, but we learn from our own mistakes much, much quicker. Mm. Um, Jeremy, let's look for 30,000 foot overview. I, I am going to get into your childhood history upbringing before we get oh. into the scandal. Oh, OK. Yeah, um, sure. Who are you? 30,000 foot overview for those who may not know. Hopefully not in a plane being forced out of a door because I hate jumping and I hate heights. Um, okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm from just... Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. I'm from, uh, born from, in, in Nova Scotia, 1986. I'm 36 years old. I uh, graduated high school, joined the Army Reserves and then the regular force military. I was an infantryman for about, about 14 and a half years. I've been... Uh, not all over the entire world, but, you know, up and down the United States, parts of the Caribbean, Southeast, uh, um, the area, South Pacific uh, Ocean, Europe, uh, Afghanistan, of course, and other places like that. Um, I have three children. Um, I retired in the military in 2017, and I now live in Nova Scotia again, and um, apparently have become uh, something the government really doesn't like on the Internet, and I'm suffering the consequences of uh, that. I don't know. It is my own fault, technically, but. J Jeremy, you know what? I'm an idiot. I just got your joke. <laughs> about, about being I point. saw the wheels turning. <laughs> Who am I at 30,000 feet? Hopefully not the guy getting tossed out of the door because I hate that stuff. Um, Jeremy, is your good mic plugged in? Just make sure it, so. it's, it sounds like it might. I know exactly what happened. Thank you for reminding me. Yep. I, I sometimes I realize when I don't get a joke from the chat because I'm still thinking, I'm thinking about other things and it doesn't always get through. Is that working? Just, that's much better. There though. we go. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, about that. No, no. Uh, no I, I just, I, Streamyard will reset. Uh, it automatically defaults to the camera. And I, for, I've done that before and couldn't figure it out. 36, you said. 36. <laughs> yes. yep. If I may ask the age of your kids, if you're comfortable answering that. Uh, they're all under the age of nine. <laughs> okay. Sweet, merciful goodness. Okay. Yeah. And you said you're born and raised or born in Nova Scotia. Correct. And you said 15 years in the military, 14 and a half or so. Okay. Yeah. So 2003 me, to 2017. Let me dive into that a little bit. Um, 2003, 86, you're 17 when you enlist. Correct. Um, and you do fit. Okay. So explain for the, for those of us who've never served, I've never trained a day above and beyond the Spartan races. Um, you go in it at the age of 17. Why? I mean, do they give you free education salary and you have to do a certain amount of years of training? There is that angle. I was just obsessed with it. Um, when I was a little kid, I think maybe in 10, 11, 12, I didn't really, I was kind of playing watching Batman and, you know, I was really into baseball and that kind of stuff. And there was a kid across the street from me who I was uh, friends with for a lot of my childhood, who was really into like war movies and stuff, probably because his grandfather was himself a World War II veteran. And uh, I was fascinated. As soon as I understood that that was a thing that you could do, I was, that's what I was doing. And I didn't think about anything else. So pretty much as soon as I was capable, I, yeah, I enlisted in the Army Reserves. Uh, and you did. So how does that work? You're 17 years old. 
what does that do? Training? Is it, I don't even know how it works. 24 seven. Are you out for two months and then well, you come back? Yeah. So in the reserves, they, they kind of start at that kind of pace. They kind of work around people with full-time jobs. So they have like a part-time, you know, weekends, uh, March break, summer vacation, that kind of thing. So the first couple of years wasn't, wasn't too big of a deal. Um, but I was really into it. I really enjoyed it. You do, you know, just, it's basically like a watered down version of your, your regular, uh, basic training. But then the opportunity came up to, uh, you know, go fight the war. And they said, you know, this was uh, mid 2006, I think. So um, people were starting to get uh, killed at a pretty regular clip. And we understand there was actual a lot of, you know, gunfighting happening, which was not something that happened to Canadian soldiers since Medak Pocket or and then before that Korea. So a lot of us um, felt that this was quite an opportunity to to get in on, you know, doing the business. So we volunteered and they, you know, took us and sent us, trained us up for a little bit and dropped us, just dropped us into the regular force infantry unit and said, sink or swim, you're on your own. And and uh, that's that was that. I went and deployed with the uh, 2nd Battalion, the Royal Canadian Regiment in 2007, 2007 in January. And uh, I stayed there after that. And uh, that's how and, I got into the Army. <laughs> and, and so when you say they, they plop you down 2006 in the middle of a war, you, you see, you see, like, I would say real action. You're... Mm-hmm. What was your what was your position again? Or your um... I was a uh, most of the time I was a uh, a C nine uh, light machine gunner. It's called so. There's two of them in an every, like an eight man or eight or ten man section. We call them. Um, there's two of those, and I was one of them uh, in a platoon of about forty and a company of one hundred and thirty. So what generally, does... every... sorry. Oh no, I was going to say what does that what does that experience feel like, and what uh, I will say trauma. What what does it leave with you as a human afterwards? I was actually talking about this a little bit last night and I am grateful for a lot of the things that happened. It's, it's kind of like, you know, life's funny that way. It's just whatever you choose to take away from an experience, it could be very bad. It could be very good. It's a, your own mindset and how you deal with it is, is incredibly relevant and powerful. Like to one man's, you know, uh, you know, crushing trauma that breaks his, his soul could be to another man, uh, does the exact opposite and creates something, you know, much stronger if he's, you know, that's just, people are funny that way and they're different. And I learned a lot about myself and, you know, something like, uh, you know, I can be, no, I can, I can know in my heart that I can be so scared that I'm going to die that I can't feel my legs or my feet. Uh, my hands aren't working properly. I can't manipulate the buttons and the, you know, the stuff on my equipment because the blood's leaving your head. Cause you're, when you're, when you're in that kind of fear and your, your anxiety levels up that high, the blood starts to pool in your torso. So you can't really feel it. And then knowing that like, yeah, there's, these people are trying to kill us. All right, go get them. I will, I'll walk, I'll go do it. I'll try, you know? So knowing for a fact that you're, you're not that, you know, that's scary. That's what fear feels like. So when, you know, when people ask me like, Oh, isn't this stressful? Like, doesn't this worry you? I'm like, not, not really. <laughs> you know, the stuff that's going on, like I've been through much worse. Like this isn't really that difficult. Um, and so 17 years, is that full-time service for the full 17 years or is it part-time? It was, or it was, four, it was 14 and a 14. half. Uh, and the first couple of two or three was reserve and the rest was regular force. So it was like full-time. Yeah. Uh, okay. And now uh, I know the answer already, but in your 14 and a half damn near 15 years of service uh what was your what was your performance like any reprimands any <laughs> any issues any misbehaving no i mean i it depends on who you ask but i've you know i uh, i did the best i could i was i was a ambitious kind of guy i spent a lot of time i tried to uh i did spend a little bit of time in the in the special operations community like just you know the selection i spent some time on one of the courses and uh had an injury and went home but i and a lot of those guys are you know friends of mine still and that's what i like to do and i wanted to go you know do like the paratrooper course and you know that kind of stuff i wasn't you know just didn't want to wasn't just happy to be there i wanted to first i wanted to be in the reserves and i thought that was enough and i always looked for the next thing because it just once i got kind of got used to something i wanted to try something else just to see how far i could go and to see what i could do um but uh 
Um, sorry, what was the question? Yeah, well, that, that's, that's well, that, that was good enough in terms of like whether or not it's full time. Now, I, I oh, could, right. I could, um, I, I could do. Oh, like, oh, I, I remember. Yeah, no, I've never been. You know, I had no no issues. I mean, you get the odd like chiding, like somebody's like, you know, this is how you correct behaviors, you know, NCOs. But for like actual crimes, like stuff that, uh, so the military has uh, to has its own, uh, you know, law system, the the code of service discipline. And I understand you've talked to, you know, James Top. He's been on here. Oh, he's been charged. He's been charged with all these things in the military with what is essentially a parking ticket. Um, you know, it's really not that big of a deal, but they've, because he spoke out in uniform and, and so on, I've never been charged with anything. I've never had, uh, you know, I've never, you know, guys can get that for being drunk or late, at, late for work or that kind of thing, or, or really egregious offenses. But no, I, uh, you know, it's 15. And how do you leave? Is it uh, uh honorable discharge retirement? Yeah. So you, yeah. you have an honorable discharge. Yes. Uh, one question I didn't ask. I could, I could, I could talk about the military stuff for way too long. I think we need to get to the, the sure. stuff. Yeah. The, the I can too. Yeah. Uh, but the question is this, how many siblings do you have and what did your parents do? If you don't mind me asking that question. Am I being psychoanalyzed? Is that what's going on? I, you, you're well, building a profile. Is that what this is? <laughs> no, I, I, I always ask these questions and I have a track record. To prove it. I'm, just gonna for, I'm just going to start reading the life history of Jeffrey Dahmer and see if you notice. <laughs> no, I have I, one sister. I have a sister and I have a, I have a stepbrother and I have uh, my, my family lives in Nova Scotia and my parents are still alive and still together. Um, they're very very, very lucky to have the upbringing that I had. I had a really great, stable, loving home and a great family. And, um, you know, I think that's a big part of why, who I am today. I think that's very important for, for young people to have a, to have that, to have a, a good, good home. Obviously we know that because when they don't, you know, it goes, can go sideways, but thanks okay, mom. So thanks dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now you do 14 and a half years, honorable discharge. Why do you decide to leave the military and what do you do after you leave? That's a good question. Um, I was just tired, you know, like I wanted, basically I, um, it wasn't so much that I wanted, I did really want to be a soldier, but I found out what I really wanted to find out was like, I wanted to know what kind of man I was or could be and, and just like know things about myself. And it got kind of boring. Like I, like I was done. I, I had done all the exercises. I already done, you know, combat deployment. I've already, I've done everything I wanted to do. I spent a little bit of time in the special forces guys just to see what they were like and see how that went. And you know, I kind of just felt like, and I had, to, I had a young child, I had a baby at home and I think another one on the way. And it, you know, they were like, Oh, we'll send you to, you, you got to go to Poland now for six months, eight months to sit there and sit there, you know, cause, cause 60 Canadian paratroopers or something is really going to scare the shit out of the Russians. So let's, we, we need to go there. And I've got these kids at home and she's dealing with it. And I was just like, you know, do I really need to keep doing this? You know, like what's more important, like this kid's going to be twice his age. He's only six months old. Now he's going to be a whole year old when I get, when I get back or longer. And then, you know, you go to the field often, like you guys are not home. They spend half of their life, uh, away from their families, like at, le at least, if not more than that. And I felt like I just, um, I didn't have anything left to prove, uh, to myself. So I was like, that's, that's probably enough. This is probably fine. It's funny you mention it. I was literally just watching uh, reunion compilations with my kids and wife. Of, of military people coming back to see their yeah. dogs. It, it's, um, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm a baby and I know that I'm sensitive and I know that I'm, I'm probably weak. And when I go away for like two days and yeah. I, I already get homesick, I can't I, understand the, you know, I, dude, I cry all the time. Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> it doesn't mean you're weak. It's the idea that you, you know, you're away from kids for yeah. six months, you know, yeah. longer, you miss the most important parts of their lives. You come back. Yeah. The reunion is beautiful, but in a meaningful spiritual sense, there is a distance there is a, a gap mm -hmm. to, to bridge and this you're almost strangers in in a in a met uh, you're almost strangers yeah. in a sense and it's it's devastating and people look at this and then don't really fully appreciate the sacrifice that that the military or or uh and that 
yeah, thank you for saying that because that's part of it too. And and not even just that, the families have to suffer with them as well. That's the other thing that people don't really talk about a lot is the family members, the the wives, the spouses, the children, you know, the, the parents and stuff that are left behind to sit there and worry about this and stress over it. And you know, um, you know, my dad, you know, the, the guy that he, he was uh, he was just going to start running. He run he ran he started running marathons, you know, and was not in shape to run at all. And he just decided that's where he put his stress and, and did that, but. Um, you know, I could be like, that's a pretty powerful, uh, you know, he was stressed, obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they got to deal with that. Threat. And then if the worst happens or people get injured or they get killed, then that's something they live with forever. It's not that one guy that's gone. It's that whole family that's been, uh, affected forever. So, you know, part of my gripe with, with these kinds of things is if you're going to do that to people, if you're going to send them into this, like, we'll do it, we'll go. Um, but you'd better be right. This had better be worth what we're doing because if it's not, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. Well, okay. That's it. This is why it's, it's not to say that I have any prejudgments, but I do tend to have respect for military, for, for servicemen where I will not judge them reflexively because of what I read in CBC news, whom I know to be propagandists of, uh, mm. of the highest order. So with that said, Jeremy, that, that's uh, an amazing backstory. I think most people who follow you, they probably already all know this. Uh, I, I've been digging. <laughs> so tell me, so you get out now. What do you decide to do when you get out? How do you get into the internet, raging dissidents, mm. sit down comedy? I mean, you t- tell, tell yeah. us for those who don't know how that happens. So essentially what happened is it's towards right before, right before I got out, not long before I got out, I was doing a course uh, in Petawawa and I was in a, I was in a pretty bad snowmobile accident. Um, I should be dead. Uh, I pretty much sailed off the trail at a hundred something, 110, uh, turned the skis, sled went forward anyway because of ice. And I went, well, now I'm going. It was like a Ricky Bobby moment. Like I'm going in the woods. It's not good. And I just, I jumped this way. The bike went that way. And I landed in a me sized patch of snow. I, you know, almost somehow didn't break my femur, but I went through a tree, lost my helmet, concussion, the whole thing. Got up and walked out of it, you know, miraculous. And I spent this next, uh, a few months recovering. And, you know, my, uh, my wife at the time was, you know, with the sun, they go out to daycare and they're doing all these kind of activities. I'm kind of on crutches. I can't really do much. And, um, so I start reading stuff on the internet that I never really had time to before. I started reading about things I was curious about and questions I had about certain events and people and things and so on. I basically went to conspiracy school back in the old internet before you could, everything was wide open. It was crazy. And, um, I just really came away with the impression that something's like, this is not, I, I had been asleep to a lot of crazy things that had been happening. And then all of a sudden my priority shifted to like, this is, this is re- this is important. Like people need to be talking and hearing about these things because you know what am i doing i'm sitting around on a snow i could be playing video games all day um so i got to kind of basically the end of the internet and i didn't know what to do i'd retired now and i've been sitting there like i didn't know what to do with myself i was like do i do i do a motorcycle mechanic course do i i I don't know i have no idea all i ever wanted to be was a soldier i started thinking about doing contracting that was basically i'm like i guess i'm gonna do that now because i still have all my equipment and stuff well i did um my relevant yeah. fact people for later yeah. discussion will still have all of my my you know stuff laying around and i look at it and i see it all the time and i'm just like you know this is what i do this is all i know how to do so i am um and then um i remember something my mom told me a long time ago i was a young kid she's just like who knows you better than your own mom right she said you need to do something creative that's what you need to do like i don't know what that is but like you know something where you can control and create your kind of thing so i'm watching a guy i think it was on benjamin actually streaming one night and he's just got his laptop in a backyard just and there's 5,000 people watching him. I was like five in my mind picturing, because it's part of what you do in, in the military, especially in the infantry is, you know, like this many, how many, how many guys, how many 5,000 people is like, that's a, that's a like half a stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And this is just, it, it's nothing, just a laptop, just a, you know, crappy. Uh, uh, so I was, I thought that was, inc- that was crazy. So I was like, I used to make little short, silly videos. I did it in the military sometimes too, for morale, you know, just joke around and make stuff. 
And uh, I was like, I'll do that. That'll be, maybe I'll give that a shot. And, uh, you know, once I, if I build a little bit of an audience, I'll try to start doing this live streaming thing. Cause that looks fun. And, um, way we went and I did that for a little while. I built them. Um, a little bit of a following, and then uh, there was the the Omar Cotter incident, and then so, uh, uh, kind of blew up. Now, this is twenty. Is this twenty eighteen? Give or take. This would be about twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty seventeen, so, twenty eighteen. For anyone who did who missed the name, you did say Owen Benjamin, and this was yeah. sort of. If, if you're saying that it was when Owen Benjamin was in his backyard, this is sort of after his this was channel. It, well, yeah. it, it was after he sort of. I, I'll say this without judgment, but he took a tangent. Uh, he went <laughs> from doing the stand up comedy to doing yes. other stuff. Mm-hmm. which people did not like and some people you know yeah whatever uh so now, i thought he was fascinating i was just like what is this story i think that's how i found the story and people were talking about him so i just started watching him like huh you know i i think i was into uh, not into i was i was actually familiar with owen benjamin when he was mm-hmm. doing edgy humor uh yeah. and then and, and then he took a turn in a way that i think is reflective of when people start seeing conspiracy everywhere uh mm-hmm. much like sort of alex jones in the sandy hook area you start seeing conspiracy everywhere even even sometimes where it doesn't exist, yeah. Um, but he still has a pretty big following. Okay, so you, so you, you cut your teeth on Owen Benjamin. That's already one strike against you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't normally say that. I just was like the idea that this is. It, it, it dawned on me that this was a new um, a new thing that, and I think he was one of the first people to really uh, capitalize on this. Like the whole live streaming thing in 2017, 2018, it wasn't wasn't really a thing. You had um, stuff like Infowars, Alex Jones, and, and other kind of comparable, but it wasn't the idea of just some guy. You know, kind of making doing his own thing, like because it never occurred to me like that you could even do that. So I was like, wait a minute, you know. And then now it's become. I mean, you're doing everybody's everybody's doing this now. So he was kind of a pioneer that way. Yeah, but it just hit me like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do this. You know, it just kind of. And this is 2018 now, so it's post 2016. It's 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 in the Russia hoax scandal where we have now uh, we've we a lot of us who were wet behind the ears, totally green are now fully ripened to the state yeah. of the world. So you're yeah. getting into this. You, you start yeah. with Owen Benjamin. So you None of that be- surprised me at all. See, this is the great part. Like the last couple of years has been so um, for, for people to be kind of shocked and confused as what's happening and then go search for alternative explanations. And then they can weigh themselves and decide like what makes sense to them and what they believe is, is true. And, and that's, uh, you know, they're coming up. Like and I, I get messages from people like, did you, did you hear about this? You know about that? I'm like, yes, man, I've seen everything. I've literally seen everything. I've been doing this for like eight years now. I know, about, I know all about it. Yeah. Some of it's, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there there's a lot of really interesting and disturbing things too it's it's one of those it's that's probably the most difficult part of that doing this kind of thing is trying to trying to siphon uh what's real and what's not because there's so much uh intentional you know bad information and then there's just people getting it wrong and then there's yep. people being hysterical and there's and it's like it's, it's become to curate what's actually happening is it's almost become an art form in itself. Well, it's, that, that and also not to run too quickly with something that you haven't taken the the required time to vet. Once upon a time, you know, even RFK Jr. coming out and saying the whole thing about the snake venom, probably not worth touching. People stick to the stuff that's confirmed. It's, mm. it's more. Um, and by the way, I brought this chat up. We're going to get there, so I, I want to ease our way yep. into diagonal. So, so you you start. That's the right way to do it. Oh yeah, we we can't just jump in, people. We gotta like, gotta make the bed. We gotta get everything nice and warm. Light the candles. Uh, When do you start your YouTube channel or your 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 podcast? How did it evolve from where it started to where it's at? And actually, how many how many people now do you have on across platform uh, following Um, you? I've been banned so many times now, so it's it's hard to say. I would estimate like just based on the metrics and everything that I have from like all the different platforms, I'd best estimate the, it's around 25 to 50,000 people. 
Okay, very good. Um, and I so have when, when do you 12,000 start- YouTube subscribers or so, and you know, 14,000 Telegram, you know, and 20,000 on Instagram, but they, they go up and then they get banned, then they go back up again, and you know, you can't. You get new people, you lose some. It's it's really you know, but uh, you know, in the website traffic and everything. But I started just making silly videos and trying to kind of make a sort of like uh, sketch comedy slash Paul Watson esque kind of weird. I don't know what it was. It was just crazy, you know. And that's where a lot of the people started you know showing up from. And then I just this is what I wanted to do because um, it's way easier, it requires way less work. You know, you don't have to storyboard anything, and you don't have to do the editing. You can just I can just sit down and shoot my mouth off and go home, and it's way better. Um, so I started probably doing that around 20, I think 18. Okay. And so you start building up a platform. I guess the question is this, we're going to have to get into the, the two big things, uh, your arrest and Diagonalon as a concept. Well, that's so (laughs) let's say 2018, you start making content. When do you start? Well, I should say, do you start experiencing any problems on the platform? Getting flagged, getting demonetized, getting, getting booted. Like not right away. Okay. And so when do you so, start having those problems? I was pretty much just, you know, minding my own, just saying, you know, doing, doing my thing. I, I was completely unaware this whole other world existed. Like there's a whole political war happening everywhere. Like in, in every, there ever, there's operators on both, both sides battling for influence and control literally everywhere. It's, it's, I had no idea this was a thing. I thought it was just innocently like, la la la, I'm on the internet. I had no idea. And uh, at the time the government had recently awarded the ten and a half million dollar, um, uh, bonus prize to Omar Cotter. <laughs> and uh, I was obviously, you know, upset about that as a lot of people were in the military, but nobody's, nobody's allowed to, if you, especially if you're in the military, you're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to have a public opinion. That's why, you know, Mr. Top was charged in the first place. Um, Cause he chose to, you know, chose to do that. And I respect him for that very much. Um, I went to, it just so happens as this, the universe was tempting me to, you know, put my money where my mouth is. It's like, well, it just so happens Omar Carter is going to go on a speaking tour and he's a victim. He's a child soldier. And, you know, the poor guy, everybody loves him. And I was like, where is this taking place? I'm like, Oh, it's 10 minutes from your house. <laughs> I was like, well, well then. Okay. So I'm going to have to go down there. Antifa starts threatening me and they're like, we're going to show up. No one showed up. There was no one there. Um, I showed up and basically I live streamed the whole thing and I just, you know, uh, called out the city as if I would, if I was in the military for doing something, that's like a bunch of guys have done something really, really messed up, you know? And, um, they were, no one would look at me. No one would talk. I had my medals on, you know, no one, everyone ignored me. Um, and they just, uh, put their heads down, you know, I'm going to bring this up because it's not clear that everybody knows about Omar Cotter. I mean, I know Canadians Mm. will, uh, this is Reuters. What year is this? 2017, uh, Mm. Canada compensate ex Guantanamo inmate, Opposition furious. Uh, Canada's liberal government will apologize to former Guantanamo Bay inmate Omar Cotter and pay him 10 million Canadian dollars in compensation. I think it was 10.5. A Canadian citizen, Cotter was captured in Afghanistan in 2002 at age 15. And this is not to be judgmental. 15, they try people as adults in in certain states and countries. After a firefight with U.S. soldiers. He was six months shy of his 16th birthday, so he was almost closer to 16. He pleaded guilty to killing a U.S. Army medic and became the youngest inmate held at the military prison in Cuba. Uh, He later recanted, and his lawyers uh, said he had been grossly mistreated. 2010, the Canadian Supreme Court ruled that Canada breached his rights by sending intelligence agents to interrogate him and sharing the results with the United States. So we can can blame Trudeau, but it it went to the Supreme Court. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the case pro- uh, proved divisive, to say the least. Defenders called Cotter a child soldier, while the then conservative government dismissed calls to seek leniency, noting he had pleaded guilty to a serious crime. Meet Canada's newest multimillionaire, said the conservatives. So that, that's that's the um, yeah. 
that's the gist of it. I don't, we don't need to get into more details. In case any Americans are watching and you hadn't heard about this, yeah. it was it was yeah. kind of a big political deal. I was not politically conscious yeah. when this happened. Oh. But so you you go down, you're streaming this, you're voicing your discontent, and this is then what launches you yeah. into, and, into uh, your path. Yeah, and there was a video there. Um, a friend of mine um, uh, took at the at the event, and it went on the internet, and it had like seven or eight million views, six eight million views, something like that. Uh, I went to sleep, and then woke up to like fifty thousand messages, and <laughs> I got called to go on uh, Gavin McGinnis' show. But interestingly, he was the only person in the world that asked me for an interview or asked for anything in all of seven or eight million views, and they didn't want that. Uh, that was my. I was like, so this is being suppressed. This is strange because this is everywhere. I mean, everybody I've ever met was calling me about this and it just wasn't talked about at all. It wasn't, wasn't mentioned. And then within 24 hours, 48 hours, there was a, uh, basically like a hit piece put out on me by, by one of the anti-hate uh, collaborators and, uh, it went back months. So someone had been watching catalog, cataloging and taking clippets and, and clippets, you know, clips and snippets of things I had been saying and whatever, and sa- saving it for a rainy day, just in case. And I, then I realized there's people att- like they're out to get me. I wasn't aware. Like, why would you do that to somebody? Why, why are you sitting here, you know, cat, you know, doing this kind of thing? So now all of a sudden, I, now I'm kind of starting to realize what's going on. And then it becomes, you know, more serious after that. It became personal to me. I'm trying to find the, um, uh, let me, let me pull this one up. I think I might have this one in the backdrop because you know what, when I'm doing my research on you, uh, I, I come across these articles. Did you have enough time? There's a lot. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I can tell pretty quickly when when the, when the critique tends to be legitimate versus when it tends not to be. When right. they literally stitch together quotes in sentences, they say, he said, quote, yada, yada, blah, blah, yeah. quote. And, and some of them are from other people that wasn't even there. It's like another guy on the same stream that came on later said this. this and then, well, this and this is not the one I saw, but the diagonal yeah. movement, and this is not the one I wanted, to mm. accelerate, accelerate, there's no way out, quote, says Di- Diagolon de facto leader McKenzie. Quote, this is going to... This is going to come to total shit. So let's just get over with it. End quote. Yeah. No, no, no video, no context, no nothing. And they're, they're, mm-hmm. so I, my, knowing how these entities work, and especially knowing that anti-hate has gone after um, James Top, mm-hmm. I, I, I was skeptical as I have grown to be and probably rightfully so. So they start after you report on Cotter, shed some light on something that I, it should be an embarrassment to the Canadian government. Uh, it's, it's probably an offense to Canadians. And someone said, you know, meanwhile, uh, indigenous Canadians don't have drinking water. Uh, mm. it, it should be an offensive thing to Canadians. And it's egregious to the rest of the world. Hit piece comes out on you. Had you had at the time of this initial hit piece, any run-ins with the law yet or any, no. any issues yet? I've had three speeding tickets, I think, in my life. Uh, that's it. Jeremy also made a video calling out the, we're going to get there, calling out the RCMP's incompetence surrounding the Nova Scotia shooting. The video reached 400,000 views on YouTube before being removed. I've got a bunch of other super chats that I'm going to get to. I'm not ignoring them. Okay, so so you get this hit piece. What's the gist of the hit piece? Uh, racist, Islamophobic, um, neo-Nazi, you know, basically the same kind of tropes they've been now throwing at everybody, you know, um, just anything to make the shoe fit, you know. Because you're calling out paying someone who did in fact plead guilty to killing a, a serviceman. Mm-hmm. And, and one a- of the guys, one of the guys killed by the Taliban was my roommate, and he was from that city. I found that also particularly offensive. Like there wasn't a single person there for Chris Stanix who was killed by the Taliban, who was from Halifax. The, the ferry is named after him. Okay, so this ha- the first hit piece. They pull out some quotes. Say you're whatever. Uh, what what happens after that in your progression on the interwebs? 
well, I just kind of kept going and then became made aware of, of, of them and, and that and how everything went on. And it started to get, uh, started to kind of blow up a bit. And then, um, unfortunately, um, my, uh, my, my children's uh, mom and I at the time, then we separated. Um, I decided that I was going to go and just, uh, just to change the scenery to try and, you know, get my, my head around, right. Like I was just kind of hanging out at my dad's place. I didn't really, you know, so I went out to, ended up going a place I'd never been. I'll go to Saskatchewan. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some people out there I wanted to go see and hang out with. And then, and then I was there five or six days and then, uh, Coronu happens and, uh, everything shut down and, you know, I ended up staying out there for a few months. I ended up uh, staying out there for a couple of years. Um, and in the meantime, there was, like uh yeah greg wenchin's great guy greg wycliffe um the rcmp uh debacle over the the massacre over here in, in nova scotia and and i had some some questions about that and i knew a couple of guys in the in the police force that i asked questions like did this happen like in case i'm missing anything right i don't want to come out here and attack these guys unless i'm uh, there's something else going on that i have no idea about and the answers they gave me were like horrifying uh, so i was like well i guess they're clearly just uh they're hiding something and uh, they're not answering questions and they're changing their story and they're doing a lot of crazy stuff. And people were like, well, what would you know about it? I was like, I have a lot of experience in chasing armed men. Actually, um, there's certain things you do and there's certain things you don't do. And um, it was just, anyway, it was, a, it was a critical video and uh, it, it did uh, get around to a lot of places. And then um, I've just learned recently as you know, legal proceedings, like we can talk about that later or whatever, if you mm-hmm. want that uh, through my lawyer that I've actually been a, a person of interest of the police for some time. Long before I was ever arrested or, or charged with any crimes or anything like that, I don't. I, I we we can't delve into the Nova Scotia shooting. I've I've talked about it at length, mm. and even the mainstream media, you know, after a sufficient amount of time has passed, started asking the big questions: how this mm. guy withdrew four hundred and twenty-five thousand yeah. dollars cash from a bank account. That that tends to be how informants are paid through intelligence. Um, how the RCMP didn't disclose the fact that this individual was driving either a replica or a real RCMP car for 12 hours while he went around shooting people. I, we've talked yeah. about it at length, yeah. but I, I, you know, I was, late, the, those were basically the points I had made then. And I think I was the only one. And that's it. You're, too, you're too early. The mainstream media <laughs> yeah, hadn't yeah. gotten to it yet. So you're the canary yeah. in the coal mine. I got to stop being the first guy through the door. I keep getting shot in the face. This is stupid. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> metaphorically speaking, anybody who's yeah. watching. <laughs> so uh, you, you start making enemies with that because you're, you're asking the questions too early. You have sources that some people don't mm-hmm. have that are confirming some big questions. Trudeau's running with it politically to ban more guns as though that was the issue in this case. When yeah. he, this guy acquired his guns illegally, had mm-hmm. a half a million bucks cash, a yeah. replica RCMP car, and had gone on what was effectively a 24-hour spree. Um, yeah. Okay. I guess the question is going to be now this too much. When do you find out that you're a person of interest? What happens after the Nova Scotia video? And, and more importantly, when do you start the ra- uh, raging dissident? Like wh- when does that okay. become a term? So originally it was raging humanist for a while, just cause I, I don't even know why I just, for some reason you needed some kind of name. I didn't want to use my own. So I just invented a you know thing and it didn't really mean much of anything. And uh, I'd lost a lot of faith in humans at that point. So I've just, you know, kind of changed. I thought this was a more accurate representation of, you know, who I am and what I'm, what I'm doing. And that was, I think after I was, I've been again, banned many, many times. I've been banned on YouTube three or four times, Twitter five or six times. I was banned from D live. I was banned from Twitch. I was banned from like, you name it. I'm banned <laughs> pretty much. But then it just keep, I you figured out something I, wrong. Jer- Jeremy, if you ban yeah. from all these places, you have to be bad. I don't have to ask any more questions now. Yeah, I know. Okay. And uh, I, you know, it started getting around and I ended up, uh, I did a, I did a spot at Alex Jones, which was cool. Cause it was somebody, uh, 
you know, I'd been, I'd watched a lot of, you know, years and years ago and I'm, you know, and, uh, yeah, it just, uh, the, the, the progressed, it really started to get crazy with the whole, the diagonal meme is when, when that, uh, thing started to kind of change. Well, then, and now, and now we've done it. So we've gotten your history <laughs> a little bit, although I need to, I need to temporally, is that the word I need to put into the timeline, your first arrest. Okay. Uh, you know what we need to, what was your, you've been arrested charged twice if i'm not mistaken so far yeah okay what was it when was the first what was it about when was the second what was it about in january i was arrested in january for for scary for all the scary gun charges maybe uh january 2022 of this year yeah that was your first time or your second time that was the first time oh when when did you get arrested a second time that was in March. Uh, my, my girlfriend and I were arrested <laughs> for standing in the street uh, outside of a certain someone's home um, in protest because uh, that person um, was doing things that we had problems with and uh, doesn't answer phone calls, doesn't respond to emails and doesn't go to the office because they work from home. So, Okay. Actually, so we skipped ahead a little bit too much then. So Nova Scotia, for anyone who doesn't remember, that shooting happens like right into the beginning of COVID. Yeah, uh, April. So yeah, you called this out. You get into you call it oot. Uh, sounded very Canadian there. You call it out. You start getting into a little bit of trouble on the social medias. Is raging dissident taking off at the same time, or does that come a little later? Uh, it's it's right around then because I started coming after the uh, the COVID stuff pretty early too. I remember. Um, I mean, I'm not uh, somebody that's you know always. Because I, I picked this up in December. I had noticed what was going on in China and there were these videos and stuff were coming out. There was a lot of weird, like I was, you know, kind of like, I think we should be looking, paying attention more at this. And everyone's like, oh, they always do this. It's, it's like Ebola. It's like the Zika virus. It doesn't, it's, you know. So I was like, I don't know, this one feels different to me. And then it happened and then the whole thing blew up. And I assume, I, I was like, well, you know, we'll find out in about six weeks or so. Like, we're either going to have a lot of bodies and a lot of problems because no one is shutting the airports down. Flights are coming in out of China like crazy. They're saying it lives on boxes. There's Amazon things going everywhere. So, like, oh, if we put on a mask, I'm like, I have uh, biological chemical warfare training. Okay, like it's over. It's already over. There's no way you can stop this now. If this you mean is, you, know. you can't like wash your clothes off like that no, PSA out of New no. York said, just go take your clothes <laughs> off, wash them, and you'll yeah. be fine, people. I I remember bringing my gas mask on the stream. It's like this is what you would actually need, and more than that, you need a whole suit and everything. You'd have to be hosed down, sprayed off, and then you'd probably want to burn those clothes and then get new ones every single time you went outside. And you've got people walking around with their masks, and then their kids are not wearing any. But their kids, I'm like all right now and i don't know a single person that's died or gotten sick still to this day i don't know a single person that's died and i'm like this is around i want to say april may i'm like i'm pretty confident this is bullshit <laughs> at this point because what's what is this and everybody you know went into it but that it started to climb up and and then uh yeah the daggle i mean happened a little bit later because of uh probably inspired because of that because of the mandates and so on i'm having trouble remembering because i was i'd be back and forth with my family yeah, in, we'll in Nova scotia we'll, 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 so people, I was doing this and I was, I was in Nova Scotia when we did this, when we did the stream in the basement there. By the way, people and, are uh, asking, what does the, I, I, just before I forget what F Y M M now it's, yeah, it's a swear word. <laughs> F your mother something. Nope. No. F you make me. Oh, that's what it's so like, like what yeah. rage against the machine used to be okay. sort of. Yes. It's the kind of a, it was kind of the rallying cry. I just went into a tirade about, you know, the man and like, we're going to make, we're going to make basically the attitude that we, a lot of people are feeling from the media is like, you're going to do this one way or another. We're going to make you do it. So I said, no, if you make me, make me do it. I refuse. So that means we will have to fight then, won't we? I am not taking a needle. I'm not doing a, if you want to do that, you're going to have to come here, hold me down and stick at my arm and I will fight you. <laughs> do you understand? Like, well, that Matt, was, that- 
and and now we're getting into now we're getting into where I think the disagreement will come into play, Jeremy. So mm-hmm. you 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 vocal critic of government, of yes. police, of COVID, of restrictions. Uh, you, you're you're now branding yourself as the raging dissident. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if as if there's something problematic with that in the first place. <laughs> How does diagonal diagonalon happen? Uh, and then I guess you're going to have to yeah. contextualize it with Kekistan because I'm yeah. I'm less familiar with that, but I think that's the the analogy. Yeah. So I'm it. I'm always trying to think of better you know ways to kind of make this better, make it more fun, you know, make it more successful. And and something I'd noticed among other people that were successful, at what they were doing is that they had um, ways of tying their communities together. You know, just name it. You know, any kind of bigger channel, you know, internet personality, like somebody like Steven Crowder, for example, he's got, some, there's some kind of, uh, kind of in, not like, not so much an inside joke, but there's, there's community, like maybe their own lingo or, or something, right. That their own inside jokes and this kind of stuff that they do. Um, so I was kind of thinking about, about that. Um, and at the time, and again, all the mandates are happening and, and at the time, Western Canada wasn't doing it. Um, Alberta and Saskatchewan were like, we're not, we're not doing that. Um, and Eastern Canada was and the rest of the country. And in the United States, a similar thing had happened. Florida, I don't know if they ever did or very, not very long into it. They, you know, ditched, ditched all of that stuff. Texas followed behind that. And I noticed that I was like, all the states that are doing it's like a, like from Florida, if you start in Florida and go up, up through North America to Florida to Alaska, it creates this line. And in my head, I'm like, it's, it's funny. I'll make it a white line. And then, you know, you've got this guy with his, his cocaine problem. Right. And I have a black flag and a, and a white line. Like it's a, it's okay. Here's what we're, it, this is where all the, the cool people live, you know, and the non-government like leave us alone territory. And, and it just became its own thing. And it, it, it was an insight. It was kind of a way to, to, to bring it. And there's its own lore. It has its own, you know, anthems and celebrities and game shows and crazy, you know, things I just think of off the top of my head. Well, I'm, you know, crows are very important because they help us clean the, you know, dead bodies and stuff like just crazy stuff that doesn't really mean it's just, um, you know, whimsical musings of a madman, I would, I would say. And um, I'm, I'm going to bring one thing up for anybody who doesn't know it. The seven pillars of traditional marketing. It's a known fact, Jeremy, what they are. You have branding, you have your mantra, you have mm-hmm. your, there's certain things like Scott Adams does it. It's not by accident. It's I didn't even go to school. <laughs> I, I, I learned, to, well, I mean, I learned about this. After I could day. barely read. You got content. Okay. Obviously branding, mm-hmm. advertising, public relations. This is not, there was a book. It's called seven pillars or something. Yeah. I forget what it is. But something really idea- funny that, that just happened because I, we were going on about bees one day because I went out to visit my uncle. He's a beekeeper. And I was talking about bees, bees being fascinating and this and, and then uh, someone said, well, we should have an army of bees like the Aglons, like that's a weapon we have. We have we will release bees. I don't care how many soldiers you have or when millions of bees descend upon you, you will flee. And then uh, and then someone else we really haven't been a big fan of is the premier of Ontario. The next day, a bee flies into his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're like. Well done, and that his name that was Captain Jeffrey of the Daglon B Force. He died. It, he wasn't supposed to go like that. We did, there, we knew there was a risk because he likes to eat a lot, and we thought there's a potential he may just eat you right out of the sky. We didn't. Jeffrey knew the risks, and anyway, he's a well. A uh, my issue with that, I don't think it was a bee. I think it was just a fly. But it that, could if, have been. Um, it's hard to tell because he's like it was in my throat. Like that would be scary. If that it's would stinging be, the inside of your throat. You could die. Hundred percent. My my wife, my wife, my mother. Oh, there's a Freudian slip. My mother traumatized me with someone. She said, "Shave your beard." Somebody had a bee in their beard. They went to drink a beer. The bee went down, stung the throat, and they died. Oh my um, god. Oh no, but it's it's a true story. But like that'll that will mess you up for life. <laughs> yeah. uh, so okay, so hold on. So now you're getting that. This is interesting. So the diagonal is the inside joke of yeah. a channel. How many yeah. people do you have watching you at any given time at this uh, point in time? 
at the at that stage, the D Live days were great because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the platform. It was, yeah, I, I never used it, but I was familiar but, with. Yeah, it, it was kind of a. It was where everybody was landing after getting kicked off YouTube. <laughs> so a lot of the a lot of especially uh, right wing or center right wing or or even the crazy ones uh, were, would end up on on D Live, and then that way everyone started sharing audiences because unlike YouTube, there's only like 100 channels or something, right? So and it would show you who's online, and it was just people would bounce from one to the other. So then this uh, huge you know, mixture of audiences took place. Which was great, and uh, and yeah, it was around that time that Daggle and stuff really started to get going. That, that you're faulted uh, by anti hate by the media, where they take things out of co- they either take things out of context or they take things which are clearly intended to be hyperbolic, mm-hmm. um, and then make them literal. The, the the tenor of the discourse. I mean, you're, you're talking about things. Sorry, I brought that one up. Captain Jeffrey <laughs> did not die in vain. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. The, jo- the joke has come to Viva Fry. Um, <laughs> you know, I you know, you watch Tim Pool. He talks about civil war all the time. Yeah. N- nobody's accusing. I mean, nobody goes after yeah. Tim Pool and makes. The it's same a concern. Accusation. Yeah, it's a concern. So, so now, what what is the nature of uh, of the discourse? The tenor of your of your of your raging ranting rays? Like, what is the language? The lingua the the language you're using and the general tone. If I may ask an obvious, I I intentionally try to find where the line is and just stop right, just right on it, you know, because uh, that's as much as I can do and get away with and and you know get my point across for because re- not very many people do that, um, which is fine. I'm not saying anyone should or, or they shouldn't, but if it, it if it's that that is the limit of what we're allowed to do, well, someone should do it. Someone should take advantage of that because why else is it inside the box of what we're allowed to do? And that's just a, a way I express myself. Um, I'm perfectly capable of having reasonable conversations, you know, with anyone. Um, but it's, you know, part perform. I mean, it, you're, you're, the, the goal is to entertain people for three hours. You want me to sit here and wear a suit and tie and read my dissertation to you? Like, I mean, this is boring. No one wants to hear that. Um, so I, I, I'm an emotional, passionate guy about a lot of things. And um, that's just uh, I've found that I have the ability to, to, to communicate in that way. Um, early or I guess uh, years ago, I kind of realized because people were really resonating with it. And I kind of figured out that it's not i'm not trying to i'm just saying like i can identify and grab hold of an emotion or, or a sense of something and kind of on the inside and just and just let it out and uh and people i think appreciate the 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 sincerity of it maybe or or maybe that's i'm, I'm articulating ways maybe that they feel that they don't know how to say and they're just glad that someone's saying it um it's it's more it's as therapeutic as it is anything um so it's you know, a lot of people don't get it or uh, people find it offensive or they're like, oh, the yelling or, the, or, you know, whatever. But it's not for them. You know, it doesn't have to be for if you don't like it, turn it off. Um, I would because I used to listen to guys kind of like this in the military. Like there's ways of communication that exist that other people don't you know, know about. And just because you don't talk like that or I don't talk like that doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't work on other people or doesn't work serve its own you know, kind of function and purpose. This this is the question. I mean, this and I'm going to pull up an article that you know, describes some of the the book, the reading material that you go over on your on your channel. <laughs> um, yeah. the, 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 this is this is the question. Yeah. Uh, you know, you walk the line in a sense. It's hyperbolic in a sense. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get the impression, or was it is it ever the intention to actually incite or actually encourage violence? And do you ever get the impression that maybe some people in the community? get carried away are getting carried away or feel empowered to get carried away. Uh, I, I wouldn't do it intensely because I don't want to go to jail. You know, I know, I know what's uh, you know, what, what you can not say. And, and that's why I wouldn't say it because I mean, what's the, what are you going to do if you're in jail? That's not going to help anyone or do anything. And, and, um, and number two, I don't think it's, it's necessary or, or needed. Um, 
what everyone's doing right now, just the, just, if you want to call it subversive, it is, you know, to them, to the, the overall ideology that's kind of gripped, gripped the world right now. Um, you know, if we're, we're winning, um, the people, those voices are getting louder and proliferating and becoming more plentiful. And, you know, people are starting to see through the nonsense, even the, even a lot of the mainstream media stuff is starting to get cold feet and starting to swing the other way. Like it's a matter of time, uh, once you kind of recognize the pattern. Um, but yeah, there is, there is people that, uh, they don't have any patience or they don't have, uh, they get angry and stay angry and that kind of thing. And, um, that's something I've been more aware of, you know, as the years went on, it was different when it was just me and a hundred people in the basement kind of, you know, talking. And then, yeah, I mean, tech, I mean, there's, there's an argument there and I'm just doing it because I understand that what could, what can take place. Um, but the other side of it is too, like, I'm not responsible for anybody else's decision-making, you know, just be like, I can't, if I watch the news and, you know, maybe the prime minister says I'm an unacceptable person, how long, how much longer should I be tolerated? If I'm, if I go out and react, did he incite me to violence? Well, you know, you know, the, the, the irony is I would, I would suggest that when politicians make those types of statements, they know what they're doing and it has a real life impact much yes. greater than when people who are yes. known to be hyperbolic on right. the internet, you know, and that was my argument. Well, that, that, I, I mean, they, they say they say that, well, what you're doing is going to incite violence, going to encourage people to do this. I'm like, what you do to a, a much gigantic platform, you're, you're sailing by in the USS Enterprise compared to me, and you're blasting out to everyone that a certain segment of the population should not be tolerated. They should be treated differently. They shouldn't be allowed to go to Thanksgiving dinner. You're dehumanizing very deliberately and very aggressively an entire segment of your population. And, and, and the prime minister of the country refers to them in a way that maybe we should just do something about them. Like how long do we have to, I mean, I'll just leave it open-ended to you. What an insanely irresponsible thing to say. And if, so if they're going to hold, and then and rather than address that, they'll hold my feet to the fire. Over like, well, you said this thing out of context two years ago about a book or something, <laughs> you know? So it's, I don't, I have just so much contempt for them. I, and I, I look, I, you know what the funny thing is and, and why I'm sympathetic, Jeremy, and why I'm skeptical. I saw the way W5 CTV, you know what they try to paint me as, mm as you know, uh, being something of a, of a far right extremist, or whatever, because some people can, when I call politicians raging psychopaths or pathological yeah. liars, well, yes. some people, you know what they are. And there's yeah. not enough you can say to, uh, yeah. to protect yourself against these types of accusations, but then you get the mm -hmm. highest person of the land trickle down saying, giving the political permission slip to everyone out yes. there. These people take up space. They're, yeah. uh, small fringe minority with unacceptable views they're putting our children at risk yeah. and then lo and behold you have a summer where 60 some odd churches burn and nobody knows yep. why but and you know you, what else you know yeah. what else happened one of these people that uh, is a great adherent of his and a, and a proud antifa member and someone you know the antifa is an organization the canadian anti-hate network runs cover for and propaganda for and collaborates with one of their members david zegarak got into a jeep patriot and plowed it into a crowd of people in winnipeg that were in support of the ottawa demonstrations it's a miracle no one was killed that was an act of terrorism you could argue is inspired by the state because how long do we tolerate these people and they're taking up space Maybe there's some kind of virus, you know, maybe they're the virus. Like, is that, is that a surprise? And I'm shocked not more of that has happened. And, you know, we had in New Brunswick, they were, they were talking about locking people out of grocery stores. I mean, they, they did, they did, they, they locked the unvaxxed out of box retailers in Quebec. It was, it was, yeah. it was magnificent. I went and documented <laughs> that. And, and then people then you know, you, you get blamed for putting mm. people who are implementing these policies on blast. It's, it's, it's nuts. But so hold on, actually, Diagalon exists as a meme. Right. Uh, for roughly how long before the coots arrest? Because I've got to hold your feet to the fire, Jeremy. 
There was a diagonal. I've, I've got boots on. I'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> the we it was January twenty one. I or jeez, my year. Is, is it like did, did it exist for a year or a month before uh, Alberta? It oh, was no, during Alberta. the so it would have been January twenty twenty one. Would have been yeah. we called it D Day Dag Day. It's a January fifteenth or twenty fifth. The joke is I don't remember. None of us remember. We were all kind of drinking and I was high. So it's like it's whenever in January something that I feel like it's like it's the eighteenth. I guess today is the birthday. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it, it had it had some time to develop into its yeah. different levels. Layers. Yeah, so we had a flag. We and then we needed a national anthem. We need. Uh, we had so we had our own salute. We do this. We do this one because it's the slash flag. You know. That's cl- that's, cl- that's close to uh, the other salute. Yeah. Exactly. Apparently. Isn't it? It's almost tempting. It's almost gaslighting people to do certain things and in a certain way and they started you know suggesting that um um if these people in the anti-hate network which astroturf this entire narrative and this entire story which in my opinion was later picked up by intelligence agencies and given to the government and the rest is history um so that that was what they were doing and then they would do things uh so what i would started doing um, again and this is purely for the intent and i've always stated this and there was i started saying find your friends you know find the others a friend of mine said it was a it was a young quote or i no. I can't remember. It was a, an old uh, psychologist quote. It was to just find the others. Um, you need to find your peer group, your people, because again, we're living through this time of uh, division and segregation. Stay home, stay safe. Everyone's very feeling very isolated and depressed. We had uh, a party essentially out in Saskatchewan. Of, a bunch of people came out uh, that were, you know, fans of the followers of the podcast and the community and stuff. And I was just uh, off to the side getting something. And I was observed 45, 50 people, most of them total strangers before today. And they'd been uh, drinking together all night. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was laughing. Everyone was happy. And I was like, we need more of this. This is this is what we need to do. We need to bring this back. So I started saying, find your friends and find the others. So I, I created these uh, groups on Telegram for as many as I could in each province. Like, if, So if you're watching me and you're in BC, I guarantee there's there's lots of other people in BC that, that are into the same things that you are. Or if you're in Alberta, wherever. So go there and... And say, hey, I'm, you know, you guys want to get a coffee at such and such a place. I'll be here at this time. Go find, is, go out there and do it. So that's what they t- did. Jeremy. And then the, is- and then the anti-hate network started saying, oh, you know what he's doing? He's building a militia. There's a network of, of extremists forming here. No, no, I mean, now, now I'm just putting it all together because when they called it a militia network, yep. this is like, it, it's like, it's almost like fight club. Uh, we're, we're, yeah. except yes. it's, it's, it's diagonal club. club, dag club. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now this is, this is the mil, uh, the militia network across the country where you guys mm-hmm. meet up and discuss yes. how you're going to take down the government. Okay. Yeah. So they, uh, so like, they start saying these things. And I, one day that with this infamous picture that I love that they use that I took and edited specifically, um, I was like, well, I guess, look at this. I guess we're a militia guys. Hey, we're a militia let, now. Let me see like, if I oh, can we, pull that one up. Let me we got these skull masks. Yeah. And we got the daglon flag. Some guys said they're shotguns and stuff. It's Saskatchewan. It's Alberta, right? So it's like, bring, yeah. you know, bring it. And off to the side of the photo is like 50 people with their kids and they're like blowing bubbles and eating hamburgers and all this kinds of stuff. Is it on the page? It's not on this one. It's the one. Did you, did you censor over the eye? Yes. Oh, here, there it is. is. There it is. Okay. is. That's me on the bottom left there. So we got, it's like, put these masks on guys. And then I did redacted over this and the media took it and was like, why, you know, people published it and were accusing CTV of protecting our identities. And it's like, tell them CTV that you took it. <laughs> Tell them that you took it from my Instagram page and the caption was something like, I guess we're a militia now or something like this. This was intentionally to gaslight them and we were making fun of them. And then they took this as evidence that we are what they say they are. So I was like, people are getting worried at this point. And I was like, there's nothing to find. No one's doing anything illegal anyway. So when they, if if they do, or if they are stupid enough to send the police, which they have, and there's, it's ongoing, they're going to spend millions of dollars looking for nothing. And who's going to be the asshole then? 
Look at this, uh, Jeremy. I uh, just reading the the caption: Diagalon members posing in skull members. masks with yeah. firearms and That's the right. flag of the Diagalon movement. In a live stream episode, Mackenzie claims this image was as taken as a joke to poke yeah. the Canadian anti hate network. Well, well, well done because it poked them. He added <laughs> that he is the individual squatting in the bottom yeah. left. Yeah, it's it's, and then people are going to say, people. It, Someone's going to be inspired by this. I mean, these are, uh, Jeremy, may I ask the obvious question? Sure. These are, they have to be, if this is in Canada, legal yeah. hunting rifles. Yes, of course. Yeah, everything okay. there is. None of them are mine, you know, but. Uh, but, and it's like, pose, pose with, a, with a dead buck and that's fine. Yeah. But mm -hmm. make a joke with the firearm. And, and this is, by the yeah. way, it's dangerous. It's risky to make these types of jokes because the yes. media will pretend not to get them when they want to. Like the yeah. time they, they took seriously a Maxime Bernier tweet that the government had been infiltrated by Maoist communists. And they said, oh my God, he's crazy. Yeah. Um, so you do this. It, it may very well may be, if that may be the case. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, know if he's wrong. <laughs> so everybody, just, just, let, let me, let's just go through that for one second. This, this is the article. Uh, and this is from June. Oh, it, it, this is the new one. So the old one said a, a racist neo-Nazi uh, militia is what we used to, because these are the experts, right? These are the experts in these kinds of things. Um, and now it's a joke, but it's not, but they're neo-Nazis, but they're not, but it like yeah, we're inventing to... terms now. I think they've invented the term accelerationist just for me at sometimes. I'm sorry well, they, they, they invented they, it specifically for me. They create once they get it's it's the same thing with the AOK hand gesture when the ADL yes. fell for the 4chan meme. They've got to make it real after. So this is what they've got to do. Conclusion. It is important to understand what Diagalon is and what it is not. The plot to carve up select regions of North America into a new counted superstate is at its heart yeah. a meme. Oh, That's okay. not what they used to say. What Diagalon has become. Let me just highlight this. So I can oh, what's it become, Peter? However, is both an actual and symbolic banner under which participants of this movie, movie, sorry, movement can rally and self-identify. Okay, so <laughs> I haven't heard anything wrong yet, but this is after two pages yeah. of diarrhea. It's after yeah. two pages of diarrhea. Yeah, it's um, very bad. The community is a cross-section of trolls, shit posters, <laughs> content creators, conspiracists, survivalist enthusiasts, and extremists. <laughs> Imagine being enthusiastic but surviving. What a maniac but, thing to do. I, I, by the way, shit posters? I mean, anti- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but God for God forbid, buddy. So you're you're you're, you're it's a cross section of jokesters and the undefined extremists. And but what I love, this is what I love: ideological violence, ideologically envy. I, yeah, but uh, what is ideologically ideologically motivated, motivated violent extremists? Uh, yeah. People have to just stop and 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 flesh that concept out. Ideologically motivated means politics. Yes, uh, violence. We don't know what it means anymore because words are violence. Extremism, mm -hmm. it is nothing but a way to uh, yeah. relegate political adversaries yeah. under the IMVE. But yeah. Extreme to who? Much no, like subjective. the Boogaloo movement. Boogaloo is, a, is, a, is another word for civil war. <laughs> was rights. also kind of just a running internet gag, you know? It's, a, it's, it's been every, nobody. It's, it's like okay. when everybody in the 90s was saying wicked, you know? Look, like, but, but just listen <laughs> to what they're actually saying. This is what anti-hate after their research, after their hit mm -hmm. piece. Much like and I like to point out also, they watch everything that I do as well. I mean, minute to minute, all of it. 
And then, and I've, because they take a snippet out of like, I mean, three hours, right? And it's at exactly two hours and nine minutes. And like, so somebody is watching absolutely all of it. So it, I would forgive them if it was like they saw a clip that someone took out of context and that's what they're writing about. It's different when they know that you're watching everything that you do. And I've uh, explicitly taken great, uh, you know, care and time to explain to people every so often because there's always new people coming in. We're not neo Nazis. Nobody's a white supremacist. None of this is true, you know, and they just ignore that. Well, I, and, saw, uh, let, I saw. And they're, and they don't print retractions. They didn't say, we're sorry we said this we messed up no no they're just going to update they're going to paint over the old paint with a different color and and try to act like no one's going to notice it's it's so absurd because i saw a video it was a montage and i I think i saw a black canadian i don't even like looking at skin color because it's irrelevant but i think Mm -hmm. i saw some videos with black diagonal members and then they'll say oh those are racist blacks those are anti-semitic jews it's it's, it's, okay but hold on because this is fantastic much like the Boogle movement, Di- Diagon uses irony and memes to build an offline insurrectionary <laughs> anti-state network. Network, mm. anti-state. So by the way, it's not to say if you don't like the Trudeau government, you're insurrectionary and anti-state. Yes. And remains attractive to adherence of militant accelerant. This is verbal diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. Thus, it is not and, and explicit. The, the, the Ottawa government pays these people, by the way. It says oh, yeah. openly right on their website they, they uh, subsist on grants from the government of Canada. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Thus, it is not an explicit ex- terrorist movement organization because <laughs> it's memes and shit posters by your mm-hmm. own definition. But this does not prevent terrorist plotting or accelerationist <laughs> violence from emanating from within the diagonal movement. Yeah. Let's get to the big, sh- let's get to the big, <laughs> it's, 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 it's mad. It's Jeremy. I, it I, hurts. I, I approached this with skepticism that maybe you are Tyler Durden looking to up and <laughs> I wish <laughs> uh, it, it, that's, that's what the anti-hate says, but we've got to get to the unfortunate facts. Uh, the coots, sure. the coots blockade, the coots arrest. And for those of you who don't know, this is the only, this is the only link that the media has, where was it? Where was it here? Here we go. This is the only link that the media has that a, there was an alleged arrest, alleged mm-hmm. conspiracy with these individuals to kill an RCMP officer. It's, it's categorically bad if the allegations prove to be true. Nobody needs to say it except for idiots. Nobody needs to be called mm-hmm. upon to condemn criminal activity. Sure. And the only people asking to do that are idiots. If this is true, very bad. It goes without saying. Of course, saying. of course. Um, they, they, they found a cache of weapons, apparently mm-hmm. away from the individuals. The details will emerge after their trial or during their trial, which is scheduled for 2023. But where you get in trouble, Jeremy, one of them attended one of your events, <laughs> from what I understand. And if yeah. everyone looks down here, can you see my cursor or no? Yeah. You can't. There's a vest, people, uh, right above this scary looking. Looks, to looks be like a, an MCR. Yeah. Uh, I can't pretend right next to the machete. Yeah. There you go. Machete. There's a lot of, there's a lot of strange, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into it now because it would take a long time, but a lot of strange characteristics about some of these firearms that would suggest they were slapped together by someone that has no idea what they're doing, which I found interesting, but uh, I, I can't pretend to have that much of an expertise. I, uh, I, I know uh, duck hunting rifles. I, uh, mm. I took the course, uh, but the, so that vest <laughs> people under the table, if you see those two black things, they appear to be a diagonal patch. Yes. And one of the individuals, if I'm not mistaken, it's left, right. It's Chris Carbert. The guy uh, on the right there, Chris Lysak. Oh, it's the guy with the camo shirt yes. on the far right? Okay. Yep. And then you got Ben Stiller from Dodgeball in the middle here. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I don't even know. I thought that just That's, uh, looks like Dwight. Uh, Jerry Jordan. Morin, yeah. So these four people are charged. Uh, the one on the right apparently attended a get-together, was a mm-hmm. diagonal adherent. Um, yes. Look, there's, 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 these guys are they're facing charges, but, I mean, Jeremy, 
that's the connection. What do you have yeah. to say that your, yeah. your diagonal movement actually, out, out of the thousands of people who watched you, one of them allegedly, he hasn't been convicted yeah. yet, is alleged to have been part of a, a conspiracy to commit a crime. Do you know the guy? Do, yeah. Do you have... Okay, so what's what's okay? The, what's so the I met him twice. Uh, great guy, nice guy. He had his uh, kids with him. Seemed like a really uh, loving, just, attentive Jeremy, father. You just you just gave him the soundbite. You just gave yeah. him the soundbite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we he was at we had some barbecues the two times, and uh, I had a photo with him once because he's enormous, right? And this is like he's just I, I can't remember how tall he is, six something, and probably three hundred seventy pounds. He's an incredibly large man. Uh, and I looked it up. He's bigger than Brock Lesnar. So <laughs> I had a picture with him and uh, it's just me and him standing together. And I was like, for con just for context, like I'm about 200 pounds, but five, nine and a half. And I look like a child compared to this guy. So it's like, obviously he's the, he's Dagalon's head of security. You know, that was the joke, like a bouncer that you would have at a bar or something. Right. And the media were like, we've captured his head of security. They thought they had, you know, uh, captured Martin Borman or something. It was like, it was, it was a joke. Okay. Anyway, um, they're out there, you know, the coots thing is, is ongoing. I'm in Ottawa at the time and, um, you know, I'm just kind of watching it, you know, on the news, like everybody else. And, uh, and then all that happens. And I was like, here, you know, here we go. Someone, someone showed it to me right away. They're like, look at the vest. And I was like, oh, here we go. So the first thing, uh, is these aren't, um, there's th those little patches. A friend of mine had been making them and selling them. Thousands of them are, are out in the world somewhere. And these ones weren't even those. These were homemade. Um, I, I later found out by someone else who just wanted to make their own um, and was just gave them out to people. And, you know, it was kind of a, would it be any different if they're wearing, oh, it's a, it says the Montreal Canadiens on his, on his jacket. Are the Montreal Canadiens involved? Hold on a second. Let me pull that up. <laughs> let me pull that up. I'm going to fact check it. No, I don't know that we'll see that, but let me see if I can't actually diagonal oh I'll, I'll go check afterwards i, I, I can't find the what are you trying to check oh whether or not there was a, a montreal canadians oh yes i don't know i don't know but i you know they were like well what, what do you have to say about you know what of this connection i'm like was there a waylon jennings cd in any of these trucks perhaps waylon jennings is involved in some capacity did, did he I mean, have I a copy did he have a copy of catcher and the rye in his hand yeah. one, no, do, we, do we go and after like, and in all seriousness i mean it's been how long like and there's been no arrests from anyone else there's been no no, no one the police didn't even ask me a question no one has approached me. No, nothing anywhere. Um, there is no connection. If there was, you know, what's, what are you waiting for? What's going on here? There isn't, there isn't one. Um, I don't know what went on out there. Hopefully that's not true. Um, they maintain their innocence and because, you know, I, I choose to believe them. Um, what we'll see if it turns out that that's not the case. And like, there is a lot of evidence, like this is a very convincing, compelling case that they were planning, you know, to, you know, kill a bunch of cops. Then obviously that, yeah, that then it's, then it's warranted. I don't think that's the case, but if that is what turns out to be, to be true, then yeah, obviously, because that wasn't the intention or the goal of any of these, any people that I talked to anywhere of any of these, uh, pro and you were downtown in Ottawa. And from what I understand in Alberta it was much of the same sentiment. It was like, we're here, we're not moving. It's, it's that simple. It's, um, Look, I, I, I'll, everyone should know I have, I'm not biased and I don't have a vested interest. I've just felt this firsthand after the Cincinnati dude went to the yeah. FBI headquarters in Cincinnati and apparently was posting on truth social that Viva Fry said, Patriots are going to Mar-a-Lago. Mm. And then, and, you know, and then the media, first of all, I don't think the guy even watched my channel because I don't call people Patriots. Uh, he mm. says, I'm having trouble finding information, but Viva Fry says, and then all of a sudden, like someone mentions your name. Obviously, the, the, the dude never watched my channel because I've always said no violence specifically because this is what's going to happen. Other than the fact that I consider it to be immoral. Yeah. It, yeah. This is what happens. It's it, used it, against you and you're not going to win that fight.
It reminds me, and this is interesting, kind of social commentary, because we don't value, or at least, I mean, not that not we don't, but generally people don't value, really value personal responsibility anymore. They're always looking to blame someone else or something else and rather than hold the person accountable for what they've done. It reminds me of back in uh, when Columbine happened at the shooting at the school. It came out that one of them, one of the kids was a big fan of Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. So Marilyn Manson has to explain to, to mainstream media why he's not responsible for a bunch of people being shot in a high school. You know, I, I can't control. Um, at the end of the day, like you can be influenced and you can be, you know, um, someone can say or, you know, do something that maybe reaches you in a certain way. If you interpret that how your ever your own way and you decide because I don't I didn't pick up a Bluetooth Xbox controller and take control of your body and make you go do anything. They decided on their own on the, uh, as a functioning, sane, hopefully uh, a decision making adult to do what they did. So that is who you hold accountable. And they're looking for other people to tie to this to well, blame because it scores political points and it's about power. It's not about the truth. It's about them consolidating um, their their political power. But I mean, that's that's exactly my view as well. They use these events not uh, to find solutions, but to suppress and and what it yeah. com- what it comes down to. Because I, I I I was having these discussions with people. I said, by the way, on my channel, I said I wouldn't go to Mar-a-Lago. Call me a coward if you saw what they did to Jan Six. They're going to do that. I so. Yeah. But then someone says, well, when, even when you say don't go down, someone's going to know that it's there and they're going to think to go down. And so basically what they want to do is use it to shut up dissent, to shut up the yeah. critique. And yeah. it's, I mean, I see it, you know, it's, it's uh, mutatis mutandis from my deep dive into this now as to what they're doing to you. Take some dude who, who yeah, anybody who's going to go protest and going to be there probably is going to be more in line with you politically. Find yeah. some connection so they can then say raging dis- – is it raging dissent or raging dissident? Dissident, yeah. This dissident. Is, I'm getting mixed Alex up. Jones has problems with this too. It's something about the southern air. I don't know if you guys can say the word. <laughs> well, I, I just keep forgetting. But the, So they say, oh, look at this guy. This guy of the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people you've reached might have done something illegal, hasn't been convicted yet. No, no correlation, causation, communication, but raging dissident. Now you need to shut up because by you criticizing the government, it turns people against the government. Yeah. But – while I suck and blow at the same time, the, the prime minister can call people disgusting wastes of space, yeah. but that doesn't encourage anybody to do anything. No. Uh, it, it's, it's for political. It's, it's, that's, my, that's my assessment. But so mm-hmm. that's the connection that the media ran with. This dude, yeah. one of the accused, had attended, took a picture with you. And this is going to be ironic because of where this goes. Took yeah. a picture with you. You said my security as the joke. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're like, we got it. We got it. Yeah. 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 Um, when when did you find out that Parliament was invoking Diagalong in their debates? It was it was a wintry morning in February. <laughs> I was devouring my morning breakfast in my quarters when I was alarmed to be shouts and screams. Um, and my friend Alex was there, uh, the ferryman's toll, and and uh, some other people were there. BGB, who black guy bigot, you know he. That's that was another time we call ourselves bigots as like a joke because like these people are bigots. I'm like, yes, yeah, I guess so. You Is know, BGB this... actually black? Yes, very black. Awesome. Yeah, he's actually he's part Indian as well, Sikh Indian. So to- total, totally indicative of a racist. Uh, Ob- obviously, and, r- and race civil war movement. Yeah. yeah, they're there talking about it in the Senate and the House of Commons, and I, I I would like spit my food out, and uh, we just couldn't believe it. We're like, oh my god, this had been to troll like the anti hate network and the media, and now it has like I I, I honestly assumed. I had faith in the intelligence service that they're going to know this is like, I I assume they're reading my phone, my tech, like everything. Like they know absolutely everything that's going on. So there's no way that this is ever going to get misconstrued. 
I was wrong. <laughs> apparently, apparently they they or they're politic doing it politically on purpose or they're inept. I don't know, but that's a really big problem, and I think Canada needs to know about that. That um, rather than focusing on actual national security threats, they've been chasing you know me and my friends around for political points or just because they don't know what they're doing. Either scenario is terrifying, which means we're completely defenseless against you know the Russians, the Chinese, anybody that maybe uh, have some designs on this country. Def- That's a problem. Jeremy, d- defenseless against the Chinese. We were training the Chinese back yeah. in 2019 yeah, they, how to they fight. All, they're eating our lunch right now. <laughs> but anyway, I came out there and, and yeah, BGB was there. Actually, the, the one when she said, the guy is like, oh, specifically to build a, a white ethno state. Uh, it's a neo-Nazi militia. He's reading this, you know, and uh, he was there and I looked at him and he was like, so something you want to tell me, man? <laughs> I'm like, this is the first I've heard of this. I'm, I'm just seeing this now. This is the first time. This it's, yeah. it is, the, it, it would be the movie. It's crazy. It would be idiocracy where they yeah. fall for the meme and then they have to make it true. Yeah. So they I've, don't look stupid yeah. for having I've said my, my life is like a Will Ferrell movie. You know, I, it's I would, like, I, it's I would, a dark comedy. It's now at this point, it's, it's just bananas. Well, now that you mention it, I'm seeing more Jack Galifianakis, but a, 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 a more <laughs> slender version. Um, okay. So you find out, and by the way, like it's, it's funny, but you also have to be shitting your pants a little bit. Like if I'm, if I'm going from my own experience, when I heard that in some of the criminal cases, they mm. were referring to some of my live streams in, yeah, in mine court, too. Yes. Mine I, I start, too. I start getting a little nervous, but so this is funny, but you've now shown that the emperor has no clothes. Mm-hmm. What's what's your what's your gut reaction? What's your uh, real life reaction? Um, when that happened, it, yeah, it freaked a lot of people. It was funny at first, and then it freaked a lot of people out. But it's it's um it's kind of the burden. I mean, I don't like to think of it this way, but um, you know, it is what it is. Like that that's kind of what you have to do in like leadership positions. Like people are going to react to what you do, and if I go running around scared and freaking out, so are a lot of other people. And that's not good. And the entire intention was, you know, keep people's morale up and, you know, bring people together and try to, you know, unify people around something and just build a, build a community. I'm not going to destroy that because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of freaked out and, and it's, it's me they want anyway, like I'm what they're after uh, and maybe a couple of the other guys. So if this is how it's going to go, um, I know, you know, I know what I've done and what I've not done. I know what's true and what's not true. Um, they may try to do more shenanigans to me in the future. I mean, other stuff has happened since then and continues to happen. I mean, people are following us. There's a lot of, uh, organized harassment and stuff. I'm not, I'm not convinced it's entirely organic. If you know what I mean? Um, people are taking pictures of our vehicles and vandalizing our property and, you know, all this kind of stuff is going on. And, uh, I've had, uh, you know, my passport taken, um, I don't know if I'm on a no fly list or not. I haven't tried to go anywhere, but I imagine I probably am, um, you know, this, this kind of stuff. So. It's just in the end, you have to kind of think like, what are they, what are they going to find? What are the, what's the argument going to be? I have to have faith in the Canadian public and the people of the world that when, when all of the cards are on the table, they're going to see this for what it is. If they don't, well, I don't really want to be here anyway. That's, that's the world we live in where people are going to, you know, uh, see phantoms that don't exist. And we're convicting, you know, ghosts and, and poltergeists now. This is, this is crazy, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that, um, it's going to come out in the wash. And, that, and that's why this, there's a hysteria around this right now. And a lot of the, I mean, National Post, Toronto Star, they're all just all, oh, all, all, all piling on here. I've got, um, I've got, I've got to bring one up. L- let me bring this up for you. It's because it's piling up when I, when I did the research yesterday versus today, I noticed a few more articles today. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Um, that's Twitter. Hold on. Ottawa help. No, no, no. Diagonal. What's to know about the, l- listen to this. No, thanks. This is from August 23rd. Oh. I Listen just wanted to, to see the by- I see the byline. I don't need to know much else, but okay. What's to know about the group whose founder shook 
Pierre Poilier said. Look, oh, I, by the way, I swear to you, I did not know this was Rachel Gilmore. I swear to you, I did not notice that part. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm getting to know a lot of these journalists really intimately over. The Look at this guy. I'm going to read this. Conservative leadership frontrunner Pierre Poilier came under fire this past weekend after an image of him shaking hands with Jeremy McKenzie, the founder of a group known as Diagonal emerged. I wonder who in their right mind will watch the first hour and quarter of this stream and not laugh when they read this opening paragraph, knowing what they know now. Hopefully no one. Sometimes yeah. you just got to tell them what's up. I, yeah. I, now vague, I know, now. Deliberately vague, right? Because the entire point, when I had the guy print today, he just did that because he's trying to put Pierre in hot water. That was not the, I said this openly on the stream in a video. I did it on purpose. It wasn't an anti-Pierre. It was an anti-media campaign. Well, first, first of all, you know what? And it works. This was a question someone had asked in the chat. Why would you set Pierre up? If this gets Pierre into trouble, people need to understand just how stupid everything yes, is. It's, exactly. It, if this actually gets Pierre into trouble, exactly. then you understand other politicians are liars and I'll get to Jugmeet Singh's. Post. Yeah, and it, it was an and, indictment on the me. I was going for like, I'm going to put them in a position where they're not going to be able to help themselves and they're going to act crazy. And they're going to, you know, people are going to see it for what it is. Hopefully that was the gamble. Look, look and at this. It, so far it appears that it is successful. You have revealed that the emperor has no clothes yet mm. again. Shortly after the image surfaced on Mackenzie's public, tele- public telegram channel. That's ex- okay. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh called on Poilier to, quote, denounce Jeremy McKenzie and Diagonal. Denounce <laughs> shit posters, memers, uh, survivalist enthusiasts, go there, who he said are, quote, designated as violence uh, extremists by Canada's integrated terrorism yeah. assessment center now I've got, I've, to be a violent to be a violent anything don't you have to commit some form of violence well i mean they, they designated proud boys as a terrorist group in canada and i don't mm. know of any active terrorism proud boy That's whether true. or not it's a group that uh, by the way I, I was hypothesizing on why they did that at the time first of all get people used to just being arbitrarily designated as terrorist groups and yeah. also it makes it easier for seizure of assets yeah. uh, under the under the laws but listen to this singh was referring to a report from Press progress. People, let's just do our homework together for one second. I have to go see what's press progress. Well, th- this is what called them. Uh, this is what called them a violent group. But Ottawa convoy helped violent extremist groups grow. Canadian counterterrorism report warned. I-, I-, I can go to see who funds this. I think we're going to know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but let's just go back to Rachel Gilmore's article here. Uh, oh, let me see here. Okay, fine. The document dated February 7th classifies McKenzie as one of the, quote, key anti-government. That's nice. probably anti-Trudeau government. I-N-V-E. Ideologically motivated violent extremists. Adherence. That attended Makes me sound these- pretty cool, actually. Thanks, Dude, you, you sound, it's, 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 it's building you up yeah. uh, as, as a I-M-V-E. Yeah. As, he, as he attended the so-called Freedom Convoy protests in Ottawa, the Canadian government has not expressed formal concern about Diaglon, nor does it list the group as a terrorist entity. Then what the hell are you talking about? Okay, they, oh, sorry, they haven't, there's no formal concern because they're a bunch of shit posters and meme artists, even by yeah. anti-hate. They haven't designated them as anything, but Jugmeet Singh referred to some... Okay, and, then, <laughs> and, and, and it goes on. Diaglon, meme... Country, meme country or extremist threat? Ooh. If you have to ask the question, Rachel, yeah. I think we know a drug-addled demonic goat named Philip. A fictional Not in front di- of him. He's very sensitive. <laughs> I didn't even know this part. A, a fictional diagonal country running from Alaska to Florida. An alleged plot to kill RCMP. Oh, by the way. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> you see how they're just, th- this is, we can stop reading here. Yeah. It's, uh, it's atrocious. But now, you, you know, yeah. th- did, did you disappear? No, I disappeared here. Boom, get this out of here. It's 
atrocious. Uh, they got the connection. And by the way, it does happen when you reach a lot of people. Like I, I say this just as a, as a thought experiment. You reach mm. 2 million people a month. Yeah. Just do, do, your, do your math, people. Some of those people are going to be criminals. It's, yeah. just, it's just the way the, thing, the things work. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so let's get to this picture because people are fault- <laughs> people now think you. They're going to say, you're a controlled opposition trying to take down Pierre Poilievre, who has the best chance of winning the Conservative mm. Party, taking down. You are a liberal plant. <laughs> I mean, this is when you start seeing conspiracy. Mm. Why, did, why yeah. did you set up Pierre Poilievre like that? I didn't. Simple as that. I, I, I already explained happen? this. I, I, what I thought would happen is exactly what happened. The media would, would go crazy, make a bunch of insane statements. Because before this, they had already tried to spear him with James Top. Because James Top knows me. And if, if James Top knows me and Pierre's with James Top, then that means Pierre and I, like they're trying to create this some, there's some kind of conspiracy going on or something like, like Pierre is courting the, the fascists because he's next to this guy. Who knows that guy who said this one time? It's, it's nonsense and lunacy. So it just so happens, uh, that, that, uh, Top had come through the province uh, over the weekend. And, um, you know, I wanted to go check that out. And Antifa was promising to be there to stop them. They didn't show up, of course. Like, they just like they don't show up to their jobs. That's why they're all unemployed <laughs> and sitting around on welfare and tweeting on the Internet. Uh, so I went up. And it just so happens, coincidentally, Pierre was in, was in the same city at the same time in Sydney, Nova Scotia. So then that just made them even more crazy. Then he's got an event uh, not far from where I'm living, not a long drive. So I'm like, I'll go there and just get a picture with them and they will lose their minds. They'll lose their minds. They'll call him all kinds of things. They'll say, and, and try, and this will be exposed. More people are going to pay attention to this than ever. It's going to cause a shit storm. And uh, hopefully it doesn't damage. His, I don't think so. I mean, here's the other thing, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not for or against, uh, you know, either guy in, in this situation right now. I just, I was genuinely curious to see what he was like in person, to see how good his performance was. He's very good at what he does. He's excellent. Probably the most skilled politician in the country, in my opinion. And um, he's going to win easily. <laughs> like, in my opinion, this guy, he's got it in the bag. Like, it's his, this, is Tyson, this is 1991 Tyson versus anyone. Um, so and he, they've got 318,000 votes just by him. Joined the party just, just through him. I mean, come on. Uh, it, it's fine. It's not going to – nothing I can do is going to stop that man. Okay? Well, so so I'm not worried about that. Um, so I just wanted the picture for the, for the purposes I described and hopefully he's, they're not too upset with me, but you know, well, no hard w- feelings. When you say it won't harm his chances, I'll tell you this, it will harm his chances if he backpedals now and has to. Yes. Only, yes. If it, that if was it, the gamble. That if was it the proves him to be a coward, it mm-hmm. will hurt his chances. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea. Let's I loved his say, response. His response was exactly what I would have done. It was perfect. Where he no, didn't well, just, it wasn't a disavowal. It wasn't an acknowledgement. He said, you know, I was a, he'll probably say, I, I speak to people all the time, hundreds of people. It's open to the public. I can't expect it to be know who every single person that comes in and out. Obviously, right? But then he went a step further and said, I've taken pictures and shaken hands with the prime minister. Am I now suddenly responsible for his racist outbursts and remarks? Oh, oh, not just that. Is now the prime minister not responsible for... Pro- look, For he, who he's, he's taking photos he's, with. Let's do the six steps of madness here. Go mm. from... You, you'll go from... First yeah. of all... Uh, Who's what? Peter Daglish? You know, who are these guys? Why are you in pictures with so many convicted pedophiles? That's weird. You know, speaking of people in pictures, huh? Well, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna pick on Jugmeet with the uh, separate. Oh, and the terrorists. Yeah, that's a different photo. There's a lot um, to unpack here. So, I mean, first of all, it, it, it is okay. Hold on, people are saying play the intro. What intro are they talking about? The intro oh, to probably from my channel. Yeah, 
Um, there's like I, a one minute kind of summation of the whole thing. Okay. Am I, am I going to get in trouble if I do this? No, you, you won't, it, you will not copy claim my video. This, <laughs> it's, this is all a ruse. I just want that 50 bucks or whatever I would get from you. <laughs> you're gonna get the, this is all it says. Hold on. How do I get in here? YouTube. Stop doing that. I'll find what? the time segment for what's it. going on here. Sorry. I, I'm trying to find it in the backdrop. I'm just going to go to YouTube. Uh, where do I find it, Jeremy? I'm looking for it right now. I'm on the video. I'll show you the, uh, where is it? Di- Diagonal. You're going to want to go to one minute and 36 seconds. I'll put the link here in your private uh, Okay, let's see how this channel. Like. I think I can do in this. In StreamYard? So yeah, one minute, 36 seconds. Okay, and just so everybody knows also. It's um, part of the intro, it's intro video on my channel. If they're, yeah, it's yeah, kind I'll, of a I, summary of like what, if it's a, it's about a five minute video and it should give you an idea of what what this is. And um, where where do I want to go into this? Uh, you said uh, one one minute, minute and thirty six seconds. Okay, and uh, also just so everybody understands, I'm going to get to the super chats. I've been starting them because there's questions for you. Let me see here, Jeremy. Let's see here. Go to Chrome. Welcome to the Ragecast. No, die. Okay, no, no, no. That's it. That's well, the it's this one here. Okay, I think I, I think one thirty six, one thirty five. Okay, yeah, this is it. Go. Okay. <laughs> Story time. I got a story for you. It's a true story. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. Diagalon. Diagalon. Okay, I saw, I saw this. Diagalon. Diagalon. A far right extremist group. We're talking about a group that is organized, driven by an extreme ideology. A so called accelerationist group. I, I've got everybody needs to know that's Mark, Marco Mendocino, the biggest liar in Canada, right after Justin Trudeau. He's mental, you might say. It, 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 it's mental Marco. He, he's the one who talked about the truckers. Uh, sexual, you know, threatening women with yeah. RAP. Just making stuff up. Former member of. Sorry, hold on. Go ahead. He's just making stuff up. Yeah, sorry. The Canadian Armed Forces. Which aims to accelerate racial conflict to lead to the eventual creation of a white ethno state. Its stated purpose is, quote, to incite a race war. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> Uh, who who who's a, that's the guy? BGB? That's black guy bigot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are talking about a meme to justify a state of emergency. They're super country, D- dude. Did we predict this on one of the old fucking screens? Remember diagonal country all the way to Al- and Alaska, dude? You know, here it is, all the way from Florida, all the way up, super diagonal country. The Justin Trudeau regime declared war on a pretend country that doesn't exist. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. How much vitriol do we have to see of Hong Kong, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Does it go on for more? Uh, There's like another 20 seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, it's probably. You don't need people like me. So you can point and say, that's a bad guy. That's okay. I've been a bad guy for you. It's like pro wrestling. Oh, I was going to say, that sounded like uh, Carlito's way more than. Uh... I was, yeah, Scarface. Oh, yeah, was... my goodness. Yeah, it's kind of like pro wrestling at this point. That's how I'm kind of treating it. And it's like when people go to investigate and find out if pro wrestling is real, like when they come out to find out if I'm a terrorist, it's not. I kind of. I would just lean into it enough that they could they would get stuff to run with and then we would laugh because we know I, how this is going to end but i well i just i i am curious as to whether or not anybody anybody's going to sorry i have another video started playing whether anyone's going to watch this I, i'm just i, I the, the strongest link between any legitimate 
critique is the fact that one of the people arrested in this alleged plot had a, met there with was you. Fourteen people arrested or something were they not originally? They arrested I mean, a, I, a big I, number I, of them. It's okay. I, I look anyone in the chat. If I have missed anything on Jeremy, I, oh sorry, the, the two criminal charges that you're facing now. If you can, I, 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 I'm reluctant to ask any questions about mm. pending criminal proceedings or civil. But if you can explain the nature of them and whatever you feel comfortable disclosing, yeah. Probably. So you know there was how do I how do I say this without uh, because it still has to go to trial and everything, right? But um, I'm not concerned about it. I, in my opinion, uh, they're they're trumped up political charges. It's um, you know the, all these scary gun charges. It's not what it sounds like. Um, they're deliberately trying to misrepresent me and make it sound, I mean, the way they wrote about it, like if you thought that was bad with, but the, the anti-hate stuff you read was bad. If you were my lawyer and you knew what we knew and you read that, you'd be like, as he is going, Oh my God, you know? And then they tried to make it sound as though we were like stalking this, you know, my girlfriend and I, there was a pile of people out there, but they only arrested me and her. And, uh, you know, it's just. That's the game we're playing right now. So I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about it long-term. It's just, just the nature of the charges. Uh, yeah, so one of them is yeah, gun, they, gun they, related. Yeah, they confiscated all of my, you know, legally acquired firearms from my home and charged me with a whole bunch of stuff and made me sound like a maniac. And you've got people in the the Maritimes and the news here saying that oh, I'm probably going to be a mass murderer and um, I'm the next Gabriel Wartman and all of the I'm a terrorist and all these kinds of things um, just because of the way they worded it. And they're not correcting anyone. They're fine to just sit here and, and watch them drag me and attack my family. They published my address, uh, my home address where I was staying at the time. Still am. Um, and my father lives there. My mom, my, it's a great big home, generational home. My sister and her whole family, her husband and their children live there. There's a whole bunch of us living there. And uh, that's what we're dealing with on a daily basis. And no one's correcting them and no one's saying they're, they're more than happy to let them believe that I'm some kind of dangerous uh, neo-Nazi and terrorist. And you've got all these people out here posting this stuff and this is where we live and this is what we're up to and somebody should do something about this. And, you know, you get phone calls and there's people sending, you know, weird stuff in the mail sometimes and people driving by the house and taking pictures of it. My truck vandalized my, you know, there was a situation with my bike a little while back. Um, you know, so that's, I hold them accountable, right? So they want to, they want to talk about encouraging and inciting, uh, you know, crime. Um, the media has done that to me over and over again and continues to do it. Um, so I have no sympathy for them at all. None. Uh, now someone's going to say there, there, that's, that's a dog whistle right there as it, and, and, and mm -hmm. that's a dog whistle so that you're in a position where as they're abusing you, you can no longer complain about it or criticize it. They got, yeah. so one of the charges gun related and the other one stalking and harassing. It was yeah, it's criminal harassment. Okay, yeah, so for, so for you, you get in a street. But both of those two charges, uh, which well, there's a pile, there's a bunch of guns, there's a litany of so like they can seize <laughs> seize they can seize one firearm and give you five charges for it because a number like they'll say oh it's illegal and it's not registered and you don't have a license and it's stored improperly and it's painted the wrong color and it's you know all these kinds of things and they can just there are seven there are seven right there oh how many do you have you have five or six yeah it's gonna be a while okay. <laughs> and then it sounds horrible when it hits the news right um, but. And now for anybody who's saying I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going too easy on you. Look, you'll get, you'll, if you want to put it together, you'll put it together. When I saw they went after, I'm going to, I totally forget his name now. Jeez, Louise, the MPP Ontario. Um, the charges, they, I, I, I can't believe it. I'm totally. Oh, uh, Randy, Randy Hillier. Sorry. Jeez. I feel bad. Um, when great they, great, well, great guy. They charged yeah. him with assault on a police officer yes. because of movie. So once you've seen that with your own eyes, you can yeah. you now start to look at all other charges and say if they arrested Randy Hillier with assaulting a police officer because he a moved sitting a barricade sitting politician because he moved a barricade. I saw the video. I posted yeah. the video. Yeah. Uh, now I call me call me a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to be a little more skeptical when I hear that they 
pressed gun-related charges and criminal, you know, criminal harassment against mm-hmm. me. But they got it. Media can run with it now, like they yeah. can run with Randy Hillier, assault on yeah. a police officer. He'll get acquitted. They might even drop yeah. the charges like they did against all the other yeah. truckers at the JCF. Yeah. Okay. And my trial's not even until next year, like well into next year. So it's going to be lots of time left for them to keep printing this and saying this kind of stuff. Um, oh, and I also, this is something else I'd, I'd like to point out because you just have a much bigger audience that, uh, you know, I'd like thanks to the, especially the somebody. Uh, I don't want to condemn the entire, I, I go hard on them quite a bit, the RCMP, but obviously they're not all bad people and they're not all bad guys. Um, but there are some some pretty messed up people in there. And uh, they like to just, you know, they decided to tell the media that I'm suffering from severe PTSD, which is incorrect. So, but that's fine. So now the media's run that around in the news and says, that's what the police say. Did they, they didn't speak to my doctor. I don't even have one. Uh, they don't have access to my medical records. They don't know anything about that, but they just decided to print that anyway. So now the media's run around saying, I'm, you know, this guy's sitting on a big pile of illegal weapons cash and he's crazy. That's the perception of me now, uh, you know, at home around the Maritimes and stuff. So yeah, um, you don't worry about it too much. I try not to think about it, but I mean, I'm always prepared for somebody to, you know, take a shot at me or something. You know, maybe they want to start a fight with me or that kind of thing. So I'm I'm wondering if they also just recommended euthanasia like they do to others. <laughs> hey, he's he's got PTSD. Yeah. Trudeau, rubber stamp him for euthanasia. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to see if um, th- here. Thanks, Viva Fry, brother, to make we know more about raging dissident, pissed off dragon. I'm going to get to a <laughs> bunch of super chats and then let the chat tell me if I've missed anything. Sure. I, th- I think I've covered everything, Jeremy. And pe- pe- people, first of all, if Jeremy has lied about anything right now. Internet will find out. Uh, if I missed on anything, let me know. But I, I do my homework when I want. Oh to yeah, someone time. just mentioned that. I should mention that. Do you remember the the group chat? I think it was a WhatsApp of all the RCMP officers uh, celebrating, trampling all the people yep. and being them. And yeah, I, I'm the one that leaked that. So they're not. They don't like me. Here. I <laughs> did not know that. I did yeah. not know. I, I, I was remember the one. that. Okay. I had a, uh, there's someone in there that sent it to me, and I read them and was like, you know, I'm going to release this, right? And he's like, that's why I sent it to you. So I put it on Telegram, and within an hour or two hours, it was like oh, oh, a, mil- was- a million views. Look at that. People are not pumped. And that was never addressed. The media never touched that with a 10-foot pole. So you've got an admission. And they say, oh, no one was trampled with horses. It's on video. Two and people. And they admit doing it, and they liked it. They, they, they would have, it would have been, I think, was this in the thread where they said if the horse had to be euthanized, it would have been good publicity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, this one I'm bringing up because I, I flagged this a while ago. June Marie says, when my daughter died, Jeremy saved my life. He said, no one gets on the truck. He is loved by many, and the only reason many of us are still here. What does not gets on the truck mean? Oh, that's a thank you for saying that, June. That's fair. I, I'm my condolences. Um, so sorry. There's um, <clears throat> there's a there's kind of a there's kind of a thing in the military where there's a a safety vehicle. Like when you're doing like long marches and stuff, like miserable. Like we're going 25 kilometers or something, or 15 kilometers with 100 pounds on your back, and you're like, oh god. And uh, they've got a time limit in this kind of thing. And there's and, and there's difficult courses um, that, you know, officer training and the you old know, special forces training stuff. And it's like, if you want to, you can just get on the truck and this ends right now. You know, just step on the line, go and get on the truck and you can go home and go home to your nice bed and get out of the rain and get your wet clothes off and get some food, go to sleep. Does it sound nice? Isn't that nice? So you're going to quit. You're going to give up rather than, you know, continue forward through the misery you know, for the, for the win, you know, you're going to give, so I, that's why, cause a, a lot of a big portion of my audience were military guys for a long time, still are uh, veterans for freedom. Uh, so I would, I would mention uh, them veterans for freedom.ca. Um, yeah. No one gets on the truck. It's not allowed. Um, you know, and that's kind of the community, one of the community things to, you know, hold each other accountable and keep, keep people like, you know, in the game because it's a stressful time. And, and a lot of people, I mean, we've seen how many suicides I, one of, one of my, one of my guys, one of my friends killed himself like while I was in the middle of a broadcast, um, back in the summertime, uh, last summer and, uh, Herman Williams is his name. And 
you know, it's just, it's a terrible blow. Like we, we need these people. We need these guys, and not just veterans, like everybody, everybody that's involved, everybody that understands um, what's kind of at stake and what's happening. Every, everyone's required to help push because, you know, we've only gotten this far and there's so much more work to do. And you never know who's going to be in what kind of position today, tomorrow or five years, or they may be in the position at that point in time to push the button that, you know, moves the ball in the right direction. And everything's different just because they were there because they were there in the right place, at the right time. And, you're never going to know that. You're never going to. You're never going to know what you could or couldn't have done if you if you leave early, if you go home, if you get on the truck, if you kill yourself. You know, so don't do it. I'm a gun. I'm a gun plumber, leaving a 17 year career over the tyranny of the last two years. Both your content have really helped me through uh, leaving everything I knew behind. Thank you both, <sighs> Jeremy. Can you explain how they were trying to tie Diagon into the Coots AB event, Matt? Thank you. I think we've covered that and how. Uh, okay, I got that yeah. one too. Viva, are you about the shirt spaghetti? Sp- oh, dude, Jeremy, what were you wearing? I had a tank you- top on. It's the what? world gym tank. It's the gym I go to. It's hot. It's like forty degrees out sometimes, and I'm jeez, guy. Everybody gets all upset about it. The it ladies looked, liked it. Okay, everyone's it fine. Like, Morgan likes it. It's fine. I say it without judgment. I, it looked like it might have been a woman's shirt. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, it, it was just a, a, very, a, a very thin. My chest is just so huge. Here, it's not, it doesn't look like a regular men's shirt. Yeah, it gets all stressed out. You got to let it out. Oh, it was a good one. I, I was hypothesizing, but okay. The regular tank top. The internet historian would love this story. The meme that shook a nation. Highly recommend you reach out and make this international. Well, it's international. I'm Canadian people, but I am in Florida yeah. for a little bit. It's crazy it's a crazy it's, story i mean it's a kind i mean the I, I mean how scary is that when you think when you're done laughing think the people that are supposed to keep us safe from terrorists and foreign you know um interference and attacks are chasing they're, they're worried about this right now it's That's a demonic cool. it's a demonic R- rachel gilmore's reporting on it yeah. he is demonic well he's not he he's got he's got supernatural powers and he is quite disturbed you ever see uh you ever see mike tyson's mysteries nope no you haven't well probably people that are watching have you know pigeon think you know he's kind of like that <laughs> who uh Cesus watches us all what a waste likely watching all the chat now too apparently i'm a black white accelerationist the voice he's another of one of the guys yeah the voice of reason he's got a great channel i'm the patch seller patches have been sent all over the world they send payment i send patch we don't vet for the patches sales any or any much <laughs> No, it's, it's like the time when 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 um yeah. when Pew, when the guy said PewDiePie, you know, subscribe to PewDiePie, and then went and, and murdered all the people in in Christchurch. Yeah. It's like, and, and the media was getting after him for yeah. you know Strange. inflaming white nationalism. It's just they just want to shut down popular, yeah. but critical voices. Question. And they like to find people to gang up on. Oh, there's well, there's, just for the sake of pointing at someone else rather than look in the mirror. And there's a lot of that going on these days. Is Diagonal behind the trucker freedom convoy? Is Diagonal the reason Trudeau invoked the EA? So I think we fielded that. I don't think you it, heard. You heard this. You heard the Senate. It, well, it had to do with the EA for sure, but I don't think yeah. Diagonal had nothing to do with organizing. No, and I, I'm yeah, I'm being investigated for that as well, and uh, I may be testifying at the public inquiry in a couple of weeks here in, in September. Um, and I, for a long time, I couldn't, I'm like, well, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I did no fundraising. I didn't give anyone any money. I didn't coordinate anything. I didn't, I simply just went there as you did, just went there to, you know, be there because this is where everything's happening. I want to, you know, be around it and see what's going on. And, you know, a bunch of my friends came down and, but what happened was I put a video out 
and I had uh, like 500,000 views or something when I was laughing at the prime minister. And, you know, this is a big problem. I was like, what are you going to do now? You've got all these trucks coming and they're not going to leave. And I don't know. I'm scratching my head. Like, what can they do? I don't know. And neither did they apparently because it went on for weeks. Uh, but that was the first introduction. I think a lot of people had to the to the convoy, uh, apparently well, 500,000 people or so. So they, there was this perception that I was organizing or running or, or part of the management. I was just a guy on the internet that uh, made a silly video about it, and uh, they, for some reason, I ended up uh, as the face of this thing in in a, in a same kind of similar way as like uh, Pat King, maybe who really wasn't that involved with anything at all. He just was there, um, you know. Allegedly, I don't I don't know. I've never talked to the guy, but um, you know, I, I generally I think I know now who most of the organizers and leadership was, and I didn't know them, didn't talk to them, neither did Pat, neither did anyone. So. I, uh, I I was one step, you know, I, I just went down to the document, but I did donate and I donated a lot because I gave to the GoFundMe Uh-oh. and then, and then they refunded me. And I said, screw you. You're not going to tell yeah. me what I can and cannot donate yeah. to a federally incorporated not-for-profit. Yeah. And then someone's like, Dave, you're on the list docs. I was like, dude, first of all, I mentioned it before there was the docs because no one's going to tell me that I can't donate to a non-criminal, non-indicted, non-indicted entity and refund me. Go go yeah. ask yourself, go fund me. And then um, they started freezing bank accounts after well, that. Well, I, I won't lie. I was a little nervous they were going to freeze my bank account. I was a I, little nervous, yeah. but uh, apparently that was only uh, organizers of the of the convoy, not people who donated. Because I was like, you know what? Do it and see what happens, especially if you do it to a reasonably savvy lawyer. Yeah. Freezing a bank account for donating to a federally incorporated not-for-profit. Hey, government, you authorized yeah. that incorporation of a not uh, – it was it a not-for-profit? It was not-for-profit. You guys are responsible. If that's not entrapment, I don't know what is. Ooh, I didn't know that part. Well, I know I, I made up the entrapment. That would be my argument. If you, it, it was federally incorporated, so they 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 apply, they get the government to say yes, you are a not for profit, and I, if, and then you're going to freeze my bank account for donating to an entity, a corporate entity that you government authorized. Mm. Uh, there, there'll be some good arguments there. Um, oh, hold on, there were three more, three more. Uh, well, here's one super sticker. I think we've gotten to all the questions, Jeremy. Though I do believe in, in individual accountability and responsibility, I have to say that in the last few years, I wonder if an alien mind virus has taken it's called hive mind. It's it's what it yeah, is. It's yeah, communism. Yeah, that's what I said. Is the final I I didn't understand the meme at the time. I understand it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> will we need to escape Canada via the southern border? If it hadn't become so dumb, I think Borat was behind this. Jeremy, you are great, and this whole thing is ridiculous. God bless you and your fam. And one more super chat that I have not unflagged yet. I attended the first Ontario DAG meeting. Oh, diagonal. Okay. Yeah, that's the start for it. Oh, and also mention the enemy. The enemy nation is 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 Circulon, and they're a big circle. Their flag is. Um, they're just the opposite of of Dagalon, and it's kind of you know we're we're battling each other. It's a it's an endless war, like Batman and the Joker. It's timeless. So. It's fantastic. Be- yeah. Best guys I ever met, and they have become family, and yeah. it's only grown from there. If it wasn't call, for Jeremy, yeah, I'd never we call them the we call them the Cirques. Yeah. This is fantastic. The dags and the circs. Jeremy, have I missed anything that you would want to say in your defense if you needed one? I mean, I I think you've probably explained everything more vocally on your channel, but did we miss anything? Mm. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you giving giving it the attention. I. I mean, it was just a matter of time. I thought because this story is crazy, and and as we get closer to this uh, this inquiry, like. And I've had people do freedom of information uh, requests to the to the state for like I just want to see what you got on everything referencing Diagalon, and they said, well, it's hundreds and maybe thousands of pages, and it'll take us a year to get it to you. So um, I've had um, friends of mine harassed, intimidated, followed around, repeatedly contacted by uh, members of CSIS and the RCMP, wanting to ask, you know, and they don't want to talk to them, or they do talk to them, and they're like, I I watch a podcast, man, I don't know what to tell you. Hun- uh, near almost a hundred people that I'm that I'm aware of. 
Um, so you have to imagine this is a this is extremely expensive organization uh, or extremely expensive endeavor that they've engaged in. Um, speak, I mean, the government loves to waste money. This one, apparently, anyway. Uh, and I've offered so many, 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 many times. I'm not hiding. You can come over and talk to me anytime you want. You can call me. I mean, they have no problem calling people on the phone. They've been doing it all the time. Um, and they refuse to. No one from CSIS or the RCMP has approached me once. I've offered to. They don't want to talk to me. And that leads me to think they're not, lo- they're not trying to find answers as to what's going on. They're trying to put me in a cage. Oh, they, they, they are weaponizing this for political purposes. There's no doubt. It's, it's, it's you know, it, it, analogous to what Pierre Elliott Trudeau did after he invoked the War Measures Act. He, I think, mm-hmm. justifiably invoked it and then used it and abused it to go after political adversaries. Justin Trudeau didn't even get the mailbox bomb. He didn't get any act of violence, but yeah. he Diagonal gave him the reason. And now yeah. he's using it to persecute political dissidents and not actual threats to the mm-hmm. state. Um, that, that's that's my that's my truck fudo. Love you both, <laughs> Tara. Thank you very much. Um, man, this is okay. Look, I yeah. hope uh, I, I do hope uh, some media is watching this. They can see yeah. this and understand it for themselves. And, and- and, and, and the other thing too is like I'm even I'd even be willing I'll, I'd forgive the police officers I'd forgive even some of the uh, maybe some of the people in 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 CSIS and so on that were duped by this and felt I mean you only know what you've been told right um, however the people that are chiefly responsible for this in my opinion is uh, you know the the media apparatus and people inside that Canadian anti hate network which is funded by the government to astroturf these narratives about their political opposition they knew they were lying and they did it anyway for political objectives and lazily the media just copied and pasted and ran with it. And then, uh, you know, seeing all this now, now we're having investigations, we're wasting time uh, and it's crazy. And, and who, who's at risk and what are we not seeing and what are we not going to catch? Because people that are, you know, supposed to be entrusted with finding actual threats are, are not spending their time on doing that. They're spending time watching me um, drink beers and yell about uh, society with my friends on the Internet. That's not yeah. um, that's not a good not a good thing, guys. L- l- let me bring this up just to prove one point before the other. Uh, Canada government and the anti-hate group. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So government of Canada and the Canadian anti-hate network launch anti-hate toolkit for Canadian yeah. schools. Quick facts here. The government of Canada provided $268,000 through the anti-racism action program to support the Canadian anti-hate networks project con- countering, yeah. containing and countering Canadian hate groups. Um, so, I mean, that's just one, that's just one particular yeah. project. But, and, um, and they do have uh, they do have like outsourced kind of uh, internet pretend people that uh, can get away with a lot of a lot of stuff like slander, defamation, and libel. Because how do you sue an anonymous Twitter account? You can't. How do you hold that person accountable? You can't because you don't know who they are. But the media quotes them and uses them all the time. Uh, and the Canadian Anti Hate Network does as well, which leads me to believe they're probably connected. There's probably a connection there. So there's this Twitter account called at Tony T O N Y Y V C E who's uh, probably the most prolific and egregious offender of, uh, of this kind of stuff. And uh, currently there's a $10,000 reward uh, from myself. If you uh, have the, if you can prove the identity of that account, your, your name and submission will remain secret and I'll never tell anybody who it was. And I definitely will. Pay. I don't even care if you're his mom, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Um, but there's a lot of people, not just me, very interested in going after that person for what they've been doing. And uh, so just wanted to throw that out there to your audience in case anybody knows anything about well, it. Go I, I, ahead I would, and email me. I would warn about uh, doxing. You know, oh, I just want to know so I'm, so my lawyers can uh, take it from there. That's all. It'll remain confidential if the information gets to Jeremy so he knows who to serve. By the way, typically, 
oh, this is a handle and not a website, because this is why when you register a domain, you have to provide a, a point of contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just trying to see who, who funds press progress or whatever the heck that is. There, oh, and that's, that's, that's Canadian, $10,000 Canadian. So like 60 bucks American. <laughs> don't, don't get too excited. It's Canadian money, so it's not really that much. Don't dox anybody, people. I'm telling you, don't dox. Even if it's technically not a crime, don't do it. Because what they'll do is they'll say Jeremy was out here in, inciting people to dox private citizens. Mm. They have no problem doing it. To they the do it to me all actually, the time. I, I, to people who do it in their own name. Mm. Um, don't, but if Jeremy needs to know who to serve, I'm sure your lawyers can find that anyhow. Uh, They've been on. looking. Yeah. Yeah, well, Twitter, we have to wait for Twitter's legal department to uh, you know, hand it over. And that can be a while. Great job, boys. It's worth mentioning. There are many amazing women supporting the podcast as well. Uh, Jeremy, yeah, I think we've, we, we've covered it all. And, um, I think I understand you. I think this, I knew it. I knew it from the beginning. This is all preposterous. This is all ridiculous. If one person who happens to follow you does something stupid, uh, the idea that, that, that yeah. the, the joke, which is a community building, uh, therapeutic thing for people who have been abused by their government for going on three years now. You've been abused, and now we're going to abuse you just one more time by turning you into criminals. We don't have the criminals that we need. We're going to make the ones that we want. That's what they tried to do in Ottawa. It's what they're trying to do with you is my assessment, people. I've heard more more information now and done more research. I would suspect the 99% of the media writing those those pieces that we're seeing in the news these days. Jeremy, where can people find you? Uh, ragingdissident.com is the, is the website with all the relevant links and stuff to YouTube channels and whatever is, I think, well, Twitter is banned now, but there's also available, uh, the podcast is on, uh, all of there. It's on Spotify and Podbean and those places as well. If you like to listen to it at your leisure, I don't recommend doing it while you're driving. You may become very upset and crash your vehicle. <laughs> I don't know, um, but that's it. And uh, primarily, I like to use uh, Telegram to keep in touch with people and give them updates and, and, and that kind of thing. So t.me slash Raging Dissident II, like the Roman numerals. That's where um, you can find all of that. Now, I, I, someone said, answer Alex Ruff. And I don't see the question. Is he here? Do you know who that is? Yes, he's my old commanding officer from the military. Okay, so hold on, people. We're going to wait. I'm going to go down to the bottom that's, of the chat. That, that's worth finding. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, people, what was Alex Ruff's question? Because I thought maybe someone thinks I'm he deliberately... Is also, he's also the currently sitting uh, conservative MP for Bruce Gray Owen Sound, I believe. Okay, people, get, get Alex Ruff's question in there. It takes a little bit more time to populate in StreamYards than on YouTube, but I'll see it in a second. Great interview, guys. My government called me a white nationalist neo-Nazi tri- trying to lead us to a white ethnostate. Yes, it's stranger than fiction. Black eyed bigot man, how you doing? Um, <laughs> he said he's like too. He's like you guys. You can call me that. People just call him BGB, you know, because they're like. I see. I, I'm not. Like, he's like, feel, I don't mind. It's fine. I, you know what? I don't. I don't even feel comfortable with making the joke. I yeah. <laughs> uh, what about rum? What about on Rumble? Are you on Rumble? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's on there as well. All, all ragingdistant.com is all the links. I, I live stream usually, mon- usually Monday, all- Wednesday, Friday, eight p.m. Eastern. YouTube, Rumble, Twitch. But it's all. You can go to the website and find it. You'll see, I'm going to pin all your all your links to the pinned comment of this this stream. I'm just looking for Ruff's question, but maybe that was it. Um, I don't know. Pissed off dragon. No one seems I've, to find it. And, and people, I'm not avoiding it because I I missed it. Thank you so much. For the, thank you, Jeremy Hart. And let's just see BGB. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that might have been if, it. If he is watching, he can uh, you know, sir, you can feel free to email me. I wouldn't mind talking to you if that's what you're after. Tabarnush. People, someone get Alex Ruff's question in there and put it in caps. Don't put a yeah, comment he was, in caps unless he was he was my company commander in Afghanistan as well in 2007. How many how many years you spend with him? 
Uh, he was a company commander there, probably when I was in hotel company, so maybe a year and change, year and a half. And then he came back. He was the battalion commander, actually, um, when I was there. Till, I think we left the second time around the same time. I think 2012. I went to 3RCR in Petawawa. So probably uh, a couple of years. I mean, he, I don't, you don't spend much time with him when he's the battalion commander. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just here yelling at teenagers, like to stop dropping bombs, you know, grenades everywhere. And he's up in his office or, you know, doing officers, doing Colonel stuff, you know, I'm seeing a bunch of jokes. I guess he asked why Jeremy hates women. He asked why Jeremy said, okay. Oh, okay. I, I don't, it's one of these people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, no, I think those are the jokes. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't get some of these jokes. Jeremy. Unless someone gets the actual question in here. It was with large question marks about sitting member. Oh, I brought that one up. Is there any, any sitting member of parliament? Oh, I brought that question up. Who can vouch for your character or who would vouch for your character? I don't know. He, maybe him. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I did work for him. Uh, he know he may remember me. Like we've, I've talked to him more than a couple of times. Um, sitting member of parliament. Oh, uh, this, this might be, Tom so, Razzo is in here. He ran for. Uh, uh, is Alex parliament. as an MP standing up for Jeremy's character? I don't know what that, that, that couldn't have been the question. Um, people. Don't know. It's out there. This in, this interview will be out there two hours. Rachel. Anyone from CTV, Global News, wherever else, you can watch this if Jeremy has lied. They are. Yeah, they no, are. It's, it's, uh, and it's out there. And, and people are going to come to their own conclusions now. Is Diagalon an extremist group, an ideologically motivated, violent extremist group? Or is it a meme and our idiot, divisive politicians fell for it and now they have to protect themselves by making it true? Because otherwise, the world might know we're governed by idiots. We are. J- uh, Jeremy, stick around. We'll say our proper goodbyes. Sure. Everyone in the chat, thank you. Snip clip, share around, share the interview, share it on your on your various platforms. Yeah. It's I, I appreciate well. it. I, I appreciate you sticking your neck out, and then, you know you're going to take heat and flack for this. And um, not everybody does that anymore. And it's been a while. It's you know I'm I'm just uh, I appreciate you taking the time and it, exposing yourself to the, what's probably going to be annoying, uh, you know, first emails all, I, and so on. I, I can deal with that. Uh, if I <laughs> if I smell an injustice, I tend to get a little irritated. And and mm. also by the way, if you if you need to be amplified because you are actually jokingly trying to start an insurrection. Hey, look, <laughs> the, the, the sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. Shine a big spotlight on everything and people will see if it's good, bad, true or wrong, false. This was fantastic. Okay, people, there's still time left in the day. Get out there, exercise, talk to people in real life. Don't lose hope. Stay civil, stay vigilant, maintain your humanity and fight the good fight. Okay, see you soon, people. Peace out. <laughs>